Last week's show I was a little quiet, but not quite quiet enough, so this week I'm going to do it entirely in mime. All right, sounds good. Hi everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. Hi, I'm uh, Ian Boothby. Took me a second. There to, to think of your, that. Yeah, yeah. Remember your own name? I don't usually call myself by my own name. I don't usually say Ian unless it's like <laughs> oh Ian, and I'm mad at myself for doing something. Do dumb. you actually say that? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Smarten up. <laughs> Smarten up, Ian. Uh, I don't know if I ever said that. I don't know if I ever used my name in vain. Okay, I don't think it's in vain. Yeah. There's it's too uh, it's to a purpose. Oh, I see vanity. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You're so important. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm just making that up. Um, uh, I was going to go somewhere. I don't. I can't remember. Oh, I was going to go with that because I have a thing mm-hmm. where if people speak to me, it takes me a minute to understand what they're saying. All right. Like when I, when they first say something to me, I'm kind of like. My brain has to process it, and it takes. Were you thinking of something else at the time, and so yeah, often. you got to put that aside, mm-hmm. and now yeah. go, what was just said, and listen mm-hmm. to the echo in your mm-hmm. head. But what I'm trying to do now, because this happens a lot, I'm trying to to learn to not go pardon or what, or could you say that again? Oh, why not? I just because I do it a lot, and it's become almost reflexive for me to do that to say when someone says something to me to respond with, "What did you say?" <laughs> so I'm trying to get pa- like. Just to like get used to just allowing silence to to exist between me and the person I'm speaking to. Okay, well, while you try and brain, figure out yeah, what was just yeah, said. Okay, that's right. Do you then try and wing it if you didn't get it, and you're like seventy five percent there? No, because I've just made it like a, like I say, almost like a habit. Almost like it's just my res- natural response now to say, "What did you say?" Right. <laughs> so, I'm trying to get back, and so at work they always say, "Oh, you're deaf," but I'm not deaf. I am sort of deaf, but not. I'm, Are you sorted enough? Do you have uh, hearing well, issues? I, I've, I, yes, I have a hearing issue, and I've always had it ever since I was, at least in my late teens, early twenties, at least from there anyway. Where if I'm in a place with ambient noise, I have trouble. Oh, that yes. Hear, like picking up the same music and stuff like that. I can hear people talking to me, but I have trouble with like hearing the background noise very well. I, sure. Like, so music doesn't exist for me in like a restaurant. It's just like I can't hear what it. I can't hear it. So if I'm with Lisa, she go, "Oh, this is a good song." I'll be like, "Is there is there music playing?" Yeah, and there have been times where I've said uh, mentioned a song to you, and you and I've never heard it. Yeah, and it's so soaked in the culture that I'm like, "Well, have you been in a mall in the last ten years?" Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, you have. Yeah. I'm like, "Nope, never heard it." Uh, yeah, you have. Like you have, you've been outside, and and <laughs> it, it's this I'm kind sure of stuff is floating around. Yeah, it might be there, and I just didn't pay attention to it or notice it. Yeah. Because I also have a remarkable ability to not hear stuff. Like, just sort of block it out. I'm like that with smells. Yeah, you can block out smells? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, if there's something that's like, uh, like, say there's a garbagey smell, and I walk outside and it's in the air, uh, I will just stop smelling things. Okay. Like, I'll just, st- it'll just cut, cut it off, because I don't want to smell that. And then my wife is, oh, Jesus, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, breathe through your mouth, or don't smell it. You know, you have, uh, but apparently this is something I do that other people don't do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very rare that there's like a smell in the air that, uh, you know, is unless it's because of fires, and in which yeah, case yeah. there's particles in the air, and what what can you do about it? And then my throat starts burning. Sure. Man, with these skills, we could be in the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, as the ones who can cut off their senses. 
<laughs> the senseless. Right. Not hearing boy. Mm-hmm. And not smelling boy. Oh, no, not smelling is too good, though. That's a hard one to sell. No smell boy? No, no, smell. no stink. But it makes, <laughs> makes it like you don't smell. Yeah. Like you literally don't, like you have no scent. Yeah, and then everyone's asking you like, you know, well, yeah. how does he smell? I can sm- smell you. How does he smell? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. has a good time with that joke. Yeah, yeah. So that's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How about just the nose? <laughs> but it's not the nose. That's the thing. No nose. No nose Nanette. That's what I would uh, call that character. Sure, sure. There you go. Yeah. That works for me too. We just, uh, before the show started, you, you were watching a trailer. I was. And I was just kind of when I was, and I now I can't remember if it happened this way, but it seems like every trailer ends now with a, a song kind of playing in the back, like a song that sort of c- goes from background to foreground. Oh, it's okay. sort of a sad song, and that's how the trailer ends. So then you know, like it's dramatic because the song's singing, you know, and it's like "We will meet again," do do do, whatever, like that. And then that's how the trailer ends. And it could be like a horror movie; it doesn't matter what it is. But there's some sort of song, and then it just sort of ends with this. Mm-hmm. This is sort of that's become the new thing, and I guess, I guess it's the new in a world. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it was for uh, Monarch, which is a AB, not ABC, uh, an Apple Plus show. Yes. And uh, it spins off of the Godzilla movie and the, I guess the King Kong movie most yeah. recently. Yeah. Uh, where there's an organization like S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. Or like uh, any of those. And uh, they uh, are dealing with monsters. And uh, yeah, it looks fine. But it feels like a, a variation on the old 70s Godzilla cartoon show. Okay. Because it seems like Godzilla's on our side mm. and they're working with Godzilla. Yeah. And that was what it used to be on that show. It was as like one, some, one does. some teenagers in a boat would get into trouble with a monster or what have you. Yeah. Uh, they call their friend Godzilla and Godzuki uh, who I don't know if was related to them or not, probably. And uh, Godzilla would fight the thing and I don't know what the kids would do. They do something. Yeah. They, uh, go Godzilla. Or they just uh, cheer or just be encouraging. <laughs> they do what humans do, which is, you know, they're not very good at. Well, it particularly feels like with that trailer, they didn't want to show any of the monsters. So yeah. they, you got brief glimpses of them. They might not and, be done yet. And I felt like we were seeing like a lot of the beginning of the movie in the trailer, but not the middle or end of well, the movie. Well, it's a TV series. Oh, it's a TV series. Yeah, I believe. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, that's I'm out. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just too much. Okay. Too much of that. So Too, you'd watch it. So you'd watch a movie on. I would your watch TV, a movie where it was, but you wouldn't watch a TV. Yeah, I like it. I want to see a two-hour, like compressed version of it, where there's, it's not, it's not going back in time to fill in an episode, or it's not, it's not, uh, you know, like there's one action set piece over three different shows. So two of the shows are people sitting around mm. in rooms talking, and then you get this one really like dramatic show with a lot of action. And then who's uh, Kurt Russell's son who was recently Wyatt Russell? Yeah, yeah, he's in it. They're they're both playing the same character at oh, different okay. ages. Oh. When you're speaking of, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> don't like a flashback. Oh, you know what? I really don't. It's funny. Okay. Here's the thing. I was watching. Well, I was trying to watch Andor. Okay. This was a while ago. I was trying sure. to watch Andor, and then they had an episode where it went back in time. To the characters' beginnings in some planet, and I was just like, ugh, I just turned it off. <laughs> and then I was watching a, this French, it's sort of a horror TV show called Marianne. It's a French show where this witch has like taken over this girl's parent, uh, mum, and everyone kind of lived with it in this really weirdly abusive thing, but they didn't realize that she was possessed. Mm-hmm. And so they end up going back there, and this, this and that's happening. And then they got to this episode where I went back in time, and it was like the kids as teenagers, and I was like, fuck it, just turned it off. I don't want to see it. If you can't tell me this story without going back in time, I, I'm not interested. 
the that makes me think like it'd be interesting to have something where you have a seance and it's like this a uh, little girl has been in this house and she died in this house in yeah. this French house and so everyone's around and then she starts speaking French to the ghost and it, no one no one speaks French <laughs> like they're really good at the mediuming it all works fine yeah yeah except you there's know a, bonjour a, comment ça va I'm like oh quick who I can speak a little Spanish yeah. well how's that help us <laughs> unless we kill a Spanish kid what why would we kill a Spanish kid I don't know. Maybe in the afterlife you learn a language. Yeah. So, uh, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just something in shows and stuff that's just... I think it's been a mounting thing where I, earlier on I was like, okay, this is whatever. And then over time I've just got more and more sick of it. So, so you must it hate happens, the movie It's a Wonderful Life because that is... That goes along as an But it doesn't, story, doesn't go back. It doesn't that, go back, though. Yeah, it does. It's all, it's all flashbacks. It's uh, but like, you, but you hey, who's that? But That's you George see, Bailey. Let me tell you about the past. Yeah, yeah. Bailey. But you don't see... It doesn't like have like a bunch like an hour of him, and then it goes back to his childhood, and then we have to watch watch his childhood, and then kind of come back into the movie. Okay, again. so when you were watching, it goes the, from the beginning right. chronologically. To you were his watching adulthood. Wandavision, and then uh, you see what happened to her as a little girl. Uh, you know, with like a missile coming through her uh, house. Is that part like? Ugh, I don't care. I don't care about the missile and all this stuff and what messed you up as a little girl. Hmm. I, I, it's it's just like a flashback, right? Yeah, it's a flashback. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a whole episode. Um, it was. It, they had a lot to it. I don't remember know? that actually. Yeah, that you, was the missile that had Stark on on the side okay. of it, and that's why <laughs> you could read the missile as a game. You could read the missile, which which is similar. <laughs> what a slow missile. Well, it's the same deal with uh, you know, the first Iron Man movie. Is like when he sees the Stark missile land next to him, and he reads the, his own name on it and knows he's going to die, mm. but you know, then uh, doesn't. Because things happen, yeah. But it's a, it's a parallel to yeah, what yeah. happens with her, yeah. Which is why she resents because the the missile is is stuck make, there for a sense, long time but... and they never know if it's going to blow up or not. Yeah, this is it's a weird branding, but okay. Stark on your missile, like yeah, you don't he's, see, like, he's an arrogant Mac- son of a bitch. You don't bitch. see McDonald Douglas with it. You don't like no, no. Go, oh, there's McDonald Douglas missile because they're in. not uh, an egotistical maniac <laughs> like Stark used to be back in the day. He put his name on everything, Trump style. Yeah, that all made sense. <laughs> well, I guess if yeah, I guess if Trump had missiles, he'd have Trump on. hundred percent, he'd put his name on them. <laughs> Unless um, something went wrong, then you go. My name was not wasn't on there. Yeah. We can see your name. No, it's not. Maybe maybe that was the. Maybe that precipitated my dislike of this as a... Those kind of flashbacks, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember that, actually. So you never... Oh, you must have really hated the TV show Lost, which was... I never so, watched Lost. So much so yeah, much. Yeah, I never watched it. Okay. All right. Never watched that show. Maybe. So it's a bad narrative device. You feel time should move linearly. <laughs> I don't want you to fill yeah. in the backstory that you haven't given me so far. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to detail... Okay, let me ask you this. What did you think of the movie um, Usual Suspects, then? That also had some... Flashy backies and fill filaments and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't mind it in that that context, I guess. Okay. Or if I watched it now, I maybe I'd be like, oh, I don't know. It's been a while. I watched it a long time ago, so maybe if I rewatched it, I'd just be like, ugh, God. Do you remember the first stuff. thing that you know uh, did turned you off of flashbacks? Something you're just no. like, oh, no, I don't. I just noticed when I was watching Marianne that I just stopped that that episode. Okay. And never started again. And then I did the same thing with Andor. So obviously it must. It wasn't like a, a conscious thing. It was just slightly like. And so you never watched the end of Andor, or no. you skipped that episode? No, I just stopped there. Okay. And same enough. with Marianne. I just stopped, and I was enjoying it. And then I got to that episode, and I was just like, "Oh, brother!" Hmm. For whatever reason. Okay. Because I had. How deep into Andor is that? I think like it's halfway a, through. Or? I think it's just the second or third episode. I can't remember now. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not seeing any of the good stuff. No, just, You've decided to cut yourself off from this just, show that everyone's blah, telling you is good. Blah. Yeah. Okay. I've had enough. Yeah, it's funny. And Marianne, I really enjoyed. Like, actually, I had um, I had downloaded episodes, and I was watch. I watched them on the plane ride home, uh, from from uh, Fra- from France when we were, went last year. And so I was watching them rather than watch the content on the plane. I was just I had downloaded this this show off of Netflix onto my tablet, and I was watching that. And then I uh, got to that episode, and it's just like that's enough. <laughs> Gonna read a book. I read a book instead. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to test it on other shows. I'll see if other shows when they go if they go back in time. It also makes me just go. Uh. But you don't think you'll be going back to either of those shows? No. Okay. Not not interested. It's okay. too, too, people are too screaming at you right now. <laughs> too steep. Of people hill. people are screaming at you right now. Obviously, <laughs> when they're when they're listening. That's fine. Yeah. I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> they can scream. I can't even hear them. Okay. So that's, that's how how quiet your screams are. Mm. To my yeah, it's just weird, but that's just like a little. But because it's weird, do you think it's weird? But like that's good, and uh, you're right that it's a, a thing to be doing. I, it's weird, I don't but think good. That... Or you think this is a this is a problem I've got <laughs> a problem. that is keeping me from good things. <laughs> it's like There's I can't things. eat any foods that are square. Yeah, I just can't do it. I yeah. don't like it, and I don't want to. Sure. And like you could know, like well, that's wrong, and it's keeping me from eating sandwiches, which I hear are delicious, <laughs> except for sub sandwiches. I can eat a sub sandwich. Yeah. Or I can eat a hamburger because it's round. Uh, something like that. It, it feels like a very arbitrary. Uh, oh yeah, thing. It's, of course it's arbitrary. It's subjective, so it's just your own your own taste, right? And I just don't, you know. But when you know that it's silly, like what you're saying now is <laughs> ridiculous, right? You can no, tell it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's not silly. Oh, it's completely silly. Boy, that then anyone's opinion or taste. No, it's not opinion silly. or taste. It's yeah. no, it's not taste. It's. It's like it's so it's so arbitrary. It's like there's because it's a story. It's a narrative device. I, I apparently don't like very much. Right. It's so a narrative it's, device. It's a subjective. But opinion. it can be used for so many things. It can be used to fill in blanks. It can be used to set tone. It can it can be used for so many different reasons and and it can be used in so many different genres. Yep. To the point where you can't dis, like if you by dismissing it you dismiss so so much this is the thing it's like you're throwing out so many things yeah. because of this and the baby yeah you're throwing out many babies with many <laughs> bath waters and you're not finding out who the baby's father is because that's in a flashback uh and no, it's not. And, and what's that who's the baby who's but, but oh in the andor thing you mean no no i'm saying i'm saying this as if you're throwing a bunch of babies out oh, okay. and you don't want any flashbacks in your story you're not yeah. going to find out where the babies came from oh i see because you'll only be using the babies in the present <laughs> and we'll have no backstory on the babies because sure. you don't want to know i don't yeah i don't i know i know you're taking a firm stand <laughs> it's not a firm and stand i'm trying it's just to kind of like yes a, it is eh. you're saying you're saying right it's, now it's just a eh. yeah you're saying okay eh. all right that's right i'm who knows? I may watch Andor. I, I do want to watch. Well, this it because, is what this uh, is what I'm wondering because you've got obviously I enjoyed, so many people are telling you <laughs> that 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 that's, you, you have told me no one else has. No. All right. Well, the world. To be honest, I don't know any else. The world who, is telling you. I don't know anyone else who watches you, those if you, things. If you look around, it's it's like so, so much the best reviewed Star. Wars. It's not my favorite Star Wars, but it's like it's the best reviewed Star Wars show by mm. far. Yeah. And almost. All, and I think we've had this discussion, which was you were going. Eh, I don't want to watch it. Why? Um, it's, uh, I'm sick of Star Wars. And we had the discussion of what are you sick of in Star Wars? Yeah. And absolutely everything that you were sick of in Star Wars is not in this. 
Yeah. There's no lightsabers. Yeah. You know, there's no using the force. Yeah. There's no any of these other things that are like, oh, it's just so overused. <laughs> and, 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 well, so, that's good. But and, I- and you went through it and were like, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. And then so, there's a flashback and you're like, I'm done. I'm done because it's a flashback. Yeah. And so now I'm not going to watch this show that like is so critically acclaimed yeah. and so fun. I'm not going to watch it because it was a flashback. Yeah. That is, it's hard for me to sit here. I can't just sit here and go, well, I don't care. No skin off my nose. It's all oh, yeah. fine. It's fine. But if you're going with like other what my opinion watch. is, yeah. what are you, what are you nuts? And I don't want to say nuts as in like, cause it does <laughs> sound like it could be something that's a little nuts. Uh, and I don't want to be mean about that. If you've got issues with flashbacks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, it just it's But there's people who don't like musicals and so if a TV show broke into music they would be like, eh, I don't or a movie, they'd be like, eh, I don't want to watch it. You'd be like, But Singing the Rain is one of the greatest movies of all time. They'd be like, Yeah, but I don't like musicals. You can't force someone to like something. There's flashbacks and singing in the rain, just, I think. Just because it's if it starts acclaimed. with a flashback. Yes, it does. But it's a great flashback, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a. I'm not, you know, saying it's a hundred percent thing, but this yeah. feels like. Does it bother it, you in books? Flashbacks. This is really, flashbacks are this not. This is as, really interesting. Flashbacks, to me. I don't think are arbitrary as in books. narrative things like this. This it's, it interests me. I don't think flashbacks are as common in books as they are in film. I think this film requires a much more, you know, shortened time to get the narrative across. You know, whereas books can have, you know, books can start off in the past and just move into the present and don't feel like you don't feel time the same way okay okay but yeah it's weird i guess it's odd to me that you in the middle of your show and you've created this really tense situation right and you really want to know what's going to happen yes and then you cut to the past yeah (laughs) and you tell it unrelated you know it's related but it's sort of unrelated at the same time it's never unrelated it's sort of unrelated because it doesn't have anything to do with a current you know like you don't really i don't really need to know like all the backstory of why this witch is in this town. But it's, rela- it's blah, related. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's no, related. It's like there's no time where But it's you're... not related to the immediate storyline. Yes, it is, though. It's ne- you're the... breaking from that storyline. You are breaking from that storyline. You're breaking from the storyline to go back in time to tell a be hard chunk of story. To show, to show me like anything where there was a movie or a television show yeah. that uh, in the middle of something yeah. hit you with a flashback mm. that was unrelated to the story that you're seeing. There's no point narratively I, I mean, for though, anyone to yeah, do Yeah, yeah, but what I don't mean, I don't, yeah, you're taking it too literally. What I mean is it's unrelated to that, to that a moment of the show. You know, so you've created this like tense situation. Yes. We're heading towards the climax of the show. Right. We're going to confront the situation. We're going to confront this witch. We're going to do whatever. And then let's stop here. <laughs> and let's go back in time and tell what happened as teenagers. Give to you these more kids. details so we can change yeah. the context of what you're watching. I guess. What you're watching isn't the, isn't the whole, picture eh. here's what it is sure okay i guess i could just skip that episode <laughs> you could if you don't want the information in the episode <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter yes it does it doesn't it really would, it wouldn't well then watch the last episode of the show and you'll go yeah i kind of get it <laughs> you know there was a previously on and i kind of got the gist it's fine it's yeah, just it's, it's so fine. it's 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 yeah as a as a writer that like uh, gets me because you know i've taken away one of your tools it is one of the tools well Mm -hmm. definitely i mean we did a book together we did the sparks book yeah and so you know in that book we we do have flashbacks and we do have one where like it's a real tense Mm -hmm. situation where the two main characters are fighting yeah and like we should be dealing with 
them dealing with their issues. And that's when I hit you with a flashback. Yeah. And we see uh, the first time that they started working together. Sure. And then hopefully that context then expands things a little bit more on what their relationship is now and why it matters. Yeah. So when we go back to the present, uh, it, rather than taking the tension away, yeah. it's now increased the tension because now you know there's even more stakes. <laughs> and then we move forward, hopefully, sure. with that. And yeah. so that's just, it's just a yeah. real simple narrative device. And sure. the same thing in the later books. You don't know why one of the cats uh, is uh, hates birthdays. We do a flashback. We learn about their life. Yeah. And now everything hopefully makes more sense sure. and we move forward. So why is that a bad device? No, I think it's fine in that in the in that in that setting there. That I mean, it and you don't fine think they're using it for for the same purpose in these it shows? It could be. I just feel like it's maybe. I just feel like it's not placed in the right spot for me or whatever. You know, okay. it just feels like it's interrupting in a way that some. You'd rather watch things linearly. Yeah, I would rather watch it linearly. Okay. If it's so important, what do you think? All right, let's go with something like a Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah, that was all over the place with flashbacks and filling things in. And then even like one episode that just completely goes <laughs> into, I think, like the, uh, sure. the, the 40s. Sure. Uh, yeah. It work, of course, it works for in Twin, it works in Twin Peaks Return because it's not well, really. Well, I found it, that frustrating it's because not really linear. I'm really wanting things to move along plot wise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's one show that I would have been like on board with you on this, which, <laughs> but still the flashback was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, but the whole purpose of that entire series was to frustrate you as a Twin Peaks fan. Like really, that's all all David Lynch has done since Twin Peaks is just create frustrating new versions versions of things. Well, what he what he does is he doesn't move forward. Yeah, yeah. He expands. Yes. He make he moves makes it wider. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it's just like he's dropped a pancake into a pan. And so, mm -hmm. But I feel like you know, like when you when we watched the first one, the original series, which was very frustrating, of course, because it got kind of it obviously got unfocused at some point. Sure. In particularly the second season, where you had like. One of the greatest opening episodes of all time. And, then and one of the greatest ending episodes. And one of the greatest ending episodes of all time. And in between, it's a real mess. Yeah. But it's a hell of a sandwich. <laughs> yes. It's a glass sandwich. Um, the, uh, then, you know, so when that ended, of course, with, with the, cl the cliffhanger, it ends with a cliffhanger, an amazing cliffhanger. So when the new movie was announced, of course, you were like, oh, thank God. We're going to get to see the continuation right. of this show. And we'll find out they'll save Dale. They'll blah, blah, blah. You're all excited about this. And, of course, it comes out and it's a prequel. It's a tell, tells a story of... So you must have hated that one. I think everyone hated that one at the time because it was mm. frustrating. We didn't understand the way that David Lynch's mind works. You know, we weren't privy to how perverse he could be. So we were... We were everyone was... I think every single Twin Peaks fan was like, oh. I mean, in retrospect, when you watch it... You say, oh, this is a brilliant film about abuse. This is an amazing yeah. movie detailing someone's... And great opening. And a great opening. Yeah, and a great opening. I mean, opening was great at the time as well, because yeah. they just felt like it was filling Chris out Isaac, the world. Chris uh, Isaac, Kiefer Sutherland, David mm -hmm, Bowie. Mm -hmm. yeah. The lady doing her pantomime or the mime Rose, thing with, yeah, the, yeah. with the code. Uh, all that stuff is just great. You know, it's when it, it... but And when it goes back in time, you know, you're, it was frustrating, because what, it's not what you wanted, you know. And I know Eve who hadn't grown up with Twin Peaks the way we did. Your daughter. My yeah. daughter, Eve. Yeah. When Twin Peaks Return ended, she literally fell out of her f chair onto the floor, <laughs> prostrate on the floor. It was just like, and this went, it never ends. You know, like she just, she, she wanted some sort of payoff, but that's not what you're going to get from, from David Lynch with these things. It just doesn't, he just doesn't work that way. 
it's always going to be open-ended. All his films are open-ended. And I guess except for the straight story, which is a straight story. Yep. But most of the rest of his films kind of resolve or leave sort of resolve or in an unresolved kind of a way. I'd st- I still say if uh, people didn't know what the straight story was and thought it was like a regular David Lynch film, it would be the most terrifying David Lynch film in the world because <laughs> you keep expecting something to happen. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now he's going to see what's going on with his brother. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. The end. All right. There's no, there's no cousin who loves Christmas crawling around on the floor in the greasy mess that makes you hate Christmas when you see it. It's Crispin Glover in uh, Wild at Heart. Do you remember that sequence? Uh, yes. For whatever reason, I can never forget it. It's always yeah. in my mind. I remember where I was sitting while I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, you know, it, like you know, it, return the return is fine. I I don't mind the. The format of that, the structure of that, and and like I say, I didn't. And Spark, when you say bring about Spark, I'm like, wow, but that felt it's so organic. It feels like so organic to me. Whereas in Marianne, it just feels like a weird detour in the middle of a story. And I don't so know you why. just don't like it when it's not done well. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Okay, maybe, or it feels awkward or whatever. No, I'd be curious. Like, uh, I'd be curious what uh, what our listeners. Th- I would. I, in fact, I like to make it one of the questions. Yeah, is uh, of the week. Is what do you think of flashbacks? Do they mm-hmm. take you out of the story? Is it annoying? Well, that's the is thing. It- like I was thinking after watching uh, um, Ahsoka that I should go back and watch Clone Wars and Rebels, but I don't like flashbacks, so I can't watch them. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay, I'm yeah. Joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Technically, I got bad news for you. Star Wars all takes place in the past. What? So we really, we really got an issue there. No, I felt with. Uh, Slight spoiler on uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah, that uh, you know, it's like it never. You know, if he's going, it never ends. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, to me, my theory on it is at that point. No, it's it's right now. It's it's it it's they're now in our world. Mm. This is it. Yeah, you know, they're asking like you know what day is it? It's whatever day today is because mm. they're here right now. Yeah, and if you want to, we could go down and see that same <laughs> restaurant because it's the real name of the restaurant, and they're in the real town yeah. that Twin Peaks, you know, uh, filmed in. It's all real now. Mm. So the, the lady who is at that house lives at that house. Maybe she doesn't anymore, but uh, she did at the time. Is that right? You could go and visit. Yeah, yeah. She oh, lived really? There. Yeah, oh, that was the that. real owner of the house. Oh. Uh, so yeah, they're all in. Oh, interesting! I didn't know life. that part of They've it. They've come over to us, so yeah, we yeah, are yeah. Twin Peaks now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, but don't don't bother her. She's a nice lady, apparently. So don't. Uh, oh no, leave not her alone. I'm not going to go there. But I just thinking. I was just thinking about just how good that show was. Just my mind went on. Yeah. To so many things, but I was thinking at the same time, like, would it be as good to watch a second time? Like, would I feel the same way about it? I mean, some things would be okay because you would be less anxious or, or impatient about. The return of Dale, because during when we watched the show the first time, we you know the whole the whole part of his of Cooper's voyage, you know, journey uh, is very frustrating. Fake you, Dales, a lot you, of fake Dales. You want to have that character back. You everyone loves Dale Cooper, yeah. right? So the excitement of of the return was the idea of him returning from the the Red Lodge and and somehow getting his revenge on on uh, on whatever Frank or whatever is the the, character, yeah. the, the evil. Evil Bob. I guess Bob was Bob, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Evil Bob. And uh, that would have... And as really, you don't, you don't, you kind of get it, but you don't really get it. Because even that is sort of unresolved in the, in the show as well. Like, you know, they do sort of defeat him, but then that's only part of it. Now we have to do this weird sex magic journey into a different dimension. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh. But it's great. Mm-hmm. 
But would it be as great the second time? I don't know. It's weird. It's maybe it'll be even better the third time. Who knows? Yeah. Did you read any of the additional material? Any I did. Of the books I, we or? got the Twin Peaks, uh, the whatever it is, the case files, whatever supposedly put together. Frost. Yeah, the Mark yeah. Frost one. And once again, it's just as frustrating as anything else. Because, <laughs> yeah. You know, because it leaves so much unresolved. And there's parts of it where they're obviously rewriting things, like, because they give the wrong winner of the beauty contest, Twin Peaks beauty contest, mm-hmm. which is supposedly, you know, it's, I think it, when the original version, it was. Was it Annie that won? It was Annie who won, yeah. But then they change it in the in the case files. Right. Which makes you go, there's, there's probably a reason for that, because they do know the story. Yes, yeah. That's not the kind of mistake they'd make. No, no, it's not a mistake. It's obviously like some sort of interesting, yeah, I imagine there's all kinds of theories. Yep. And I remember at the time when we watched The Return, and I've never done it with any other show, although I did kind of do it with Ahsoka, and I regretted every every minute of it, but I did with, with, um, with Twin Peaks Return, it was so much fun to watch, like YouTube videos. Uh, I didn't watch very many, but I just watched a couple. Like, yeah. like that GameSpot one I liked a lot because those guys seem very, they were very on the ball and also quick. They kind of got through it all quickly. It wasn't like a two-hour video about one episode. Yes. Uh, they just kind of talked you through the main points and, and had some thoughts and stuff like that and some predictions, which I really don't care about. But I enjoyed the thoughts and the sort of deep, the deep thinking about each episode, you know, because I felt that every episode deserved that sort of. Yeah, it makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, we we talked about reading The Watchmen month by month, and that was the sort of thing. It was fun to, it would have been fun if The Watchmen was coming out, or Watchmen was coming out now, to like have someone do like little videos of it and go through and show parallels and, and you know, how images repeat and what this means and where Moore is taking this from or, you know, stuff like that. What, I wonder if you could do that with a comic now, if it would be possible for a comic to have that kind of, uh, you know. It would uh, have to be. Yeah, it would have to be something. It would have to be pretty Moorish, though. Like, it would have to be something that would have his kind of like multiple levels of of possible meaning and stuff like that. Where you know, there's parody, and then there's the story itself, and then and then the sort of in his use of you know, and because Watchmen's full of parallel images of things, right? And so it'd be fun to have someone you know who's just on the ball taking the. You could have almost had it with DC when they were rebooting a couple of their reboots like their reboot to the new 52 you were at you had like a period of time where you could do anything yeah you know you could kill characters off you could do whatever you needed to do Mm -hmm. marry people do whatever have real impact permanent impact yeah because we're going to reboot it uh and uh you know play play that out like a month at a time but they they didn't do that maybe like morrison's doom patrol at the time would have been something you could have Gone well, you through. could do a breakdown, yeah, of what's this mean, what's this mean. Mm-hmm. But you would de- need an overarching uh, storyline. Yeah, yeah. Seven Soldiers would be... Seven Soldiers, I still don't understand. I've I read know, a so couple of times. It yeah. would be good to have someone like go through it. Break and it down, break yeah, it down what the heck you. that yeah. means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, I do that with Ahsoka. Uh, I don't I don't get it. I, li- I, I mean, I get it on the surface <laughs> level of... Yeah. I'm the evil one. Yeah. Like, all right, you know, <laughs> release them into the desert. All right, well, he's evil. Yeah. I'm a witch. Okay, yeah, all right. Then in bad, this yeah. case, you seem to be three witches, yeah. uh, and you're uh, you casting spells, and you're going, gaha. All right, so you're the bad guys. <laughs> Understood. Everything's making sense here. Yeah. You know, it's all clear. Oh, you're hanging around with the cute little ones. Yeah. We're all like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> all right. Well, you're the good guys. Clearly. Yeah. That makes sense. You look a bit like Jesus. So I'm sure <laughs> you're like head good guy. This yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's all clear, but I don't know like the context for anything. And they met each other and and of course, you know, Emperor Thrawn, you know, has never been defeated. Grand Grand something. Grand Marshal, Grand something. Grand, yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, it's Grand Pappy. Grand Pappy Thrawn. 
I mean, the problem with Ahsoka for someone like me who has not seen Rebels or or Clone Wars is someone like Thrawn doesn't make any sense because he doesn't seem like he's a big deal. Like throughout the show, they're telling you, yeah, which is the least effective way to make character points. They're telling you over and over again that he is the big bad. But when you finally see him, he's just a blue guy that looks kind of middle-aged, a little paunchy. And he does—he seems very relaxed and he doesn't seem to do very much evil. He's more like the underlings that are doing all the bad stuff. And, it, and his plan doesn't seem like that great. And in a way, it doesn't even work. So I, mean, I guess it works. He does get away, but... He is hanging out with the witches. <laughs> he does get to hang out with the witches. That's, that's your plan. Um, but yeah, it's... it's uh, so I, I assume if you saw like Rebels or whatever... You would be like, oh, yeah, he's really, like, he's a really smart, powerful guy. Like, yeah, there's nothing he can't do, you know. And there's only, you know, the way he was defeated was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And obviously got sent to this alternate universe, whatever it is. Right. Or far away, you know, a universe far, far away. A mm-hmm. galaxy, maybe a galaxy far, far away. Right. We don't know. But, and it's so far that it's hard to get to, yeah. except when it's not. <laughs> except when you have like a hyperspace ring. And also, like, can't you guys all like, you all go at the speed of light, right? How far away is this? That's far. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess it's far. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, they did that with uh, Star Trek as well with Voyager, which was like, oh no, Voyager went, wh- the whole premise of the show was they were like in the Delta Quadrant or yeah. something, which is like so far away. Mm. Well, okay. Yeah, it's Delta. Oh, uh, yes. You've lived in Delta. Oh, my God. Yeah, no a, kidding. A long way away. <laughs> yeah, that is a long way away. You really you got to call your mom to try and get a ride, and she'll go, no. Then you're screwed. I've uh, been there. Yeah. Been there. But, you know, you, the thing with the show is they've got all these gimmicks, like, you know, wormholes and, you know, omnipotent beings that mm-hmm. might, you know, just get your shit back if you ask them yeah. nice. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you can pull those stakes off of, we're quite far away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you say. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay with that. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you can take take their word for it. It just feels like I just find like character like trying to build character by telling telling us telling us about them just never works for me. This doesn't work. Okay. I thought, so you don't like when they tell you about a character and you yeah. don't like when they flashback and reveal <laughs> extra details about a character. Yeah, no. So you want to know about that character in real time. <laughs> That's right. Just like I do by in, action. Just like Actions I do in real life. In real time. Just like I do in real life. Okay. I don't get the benefit of going on a flashback to learn about people. I have to figure it out from meeting them face to face. What I see is what you I get. You look at their HR files? I guess I go back and spy on them, steal their phone and look through it. Yeah, you could do that or look in their HR. I guess I go on Facebook and see their past. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are we what are we saying? Yeah, what if they posted for the last like ten years? Okay, that does make sense. I guess I could check that out. Oh, this person's evil. Yeah, it's really horrible, hateful things, but lots of pictures of them with their dog and they look like oh, they look like they're having a lovely time. <laughs> and they're vegetarian. Wait a second, so was Hitler. Um the problem with Ahsoka Wouldn't it be if you found out about Hitler? Yeah. Just like you know, occasionally he liked a sausage. And you go like, oh, <laughs> what's wrong? I don't know. I just feel a little disappointed in Hitler. Yeah. Why? I don't know. He said he was a vegetarian, <laughs> then he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, and that like takes him down a notch for you? <laughs> you know what? A little bit. You know That's something? Right. He just pretended to like his dog. That's right. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. What a faker. Yeah. Because I was huh. on the fence about the uh, maniac. <laughs> but you're telling me. Well, you you know, you would think... Yes, he was evil and he did terrible things. Yeah. But he did them with like he commitment. Like he was he really believed in it. But it turns out he didn't. He's just like a hypocrite. There you go. You know, here's the, here's the thing that would be the really uh 
uh, let's just say the really bad thing, but another really bad thing. If you had Hitler and you found out, like, hey, you know something? What? Here's what I heard. I heard, like, uh, in the bunker, he ate his dog. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He went, you know what? I want to try meat. Kill my dog. <laughs> and then he ate He ate his dog. Uh-huh. And you go like, okay, well, now the guy. Yeah. He's lost He's lost all the... He's really, he's really gone too far. He's yeah. Beyond the pale. We can't Darth Vader him at the end. <laughs> and his mustache was fake. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wouldn't that disappoint you as well? <laughs> I don't know if disappoint is the word. I know. It's all the wrong <laughs> the wrong words. I'm sure the Germans have a word for that. Yes, they do. Yeah. Disappointment in something that's something you shouldn't even be bringing up. Yeah. What would it be? Mustache, mustache Freuden. <laughs> mustache Freuden. Yeah. It's, uh, Fear it's, mustache. Uh, I was going with Freuden as in like fraud. Oh, okay. Root word of fraud. Yeah. Like Freud. Freudenstache. Freud the psychiatrist. Freudenstache is what you would call it. <laughs> Freudenstache. Um, yes. No, I was just going to say about Ahsoka that uh, what really disappointed me was the ending of it. <laughs> mm. I thought it was sort of, oh, it's okay, I guess. But I guess because it's just a typical problem with those shows, right? Is there, there's no arc to them. Because they just get to a point and it just stops. Because they're supposed to be like, it's supposed to continue. But they don't seem to want to like build in uh, a storyline within this larger story. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you, like none of, there's no resolution of any any of their things they're, there's not a resolution between Ahsoka and Ren, her, her uh, Sabine Ren, the, the, the her, yeah, yeah. There's no resolution. I guess that's the only resolution there would have been. Well, Ren- and then Ezra just disappears. So the, all the all the going there to get him, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> so well, okay. no, he's he's the he's whole home point. again. He's, he's home, home again, again, which was the whole point. Yes, she sacrificed like she endangered everything yeah for her friend yeah like she said apparently you know in a show that i didn't watch um <laughs> you know i'll find you yeah and so above all other things like yeah. to the point of endangering her galaxy yeah. by bringing back you know this maniac yeah uh it's like i'm gonna purported uh, maniac i'm gonna sacrifice everything or risk everything for my friend yeah and it's that ethical thing and then mm. you know ahsoka's doing that we got to do the greater good for the greater amount of people <laughs> yeah. it's like no i'm gonna rescue one person because i told them i would yeah and that's their difference yeah and and she does and she then does. ahsoka is like well you did it <laughs> i'm not gonna be I'm, not really I, there's nothing i can do about it now yeah yeah you know? Yeah, I didn't. Mi- I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't mind her reaction to, because not just that. When, sorry, spoilers, I guess in a way. But Sab- when Sabine turns over the map to to the bad guys, yeah. I mean, what is her choice? I guess the choice is to die. Yeah, but it's not really like I don't know. It's not a choice I would make. So it's hard to blame her for for you know she thinks that Ahsoka's dead. Yep. You know she's on by herself. She has like she wants to get to Ezra. This seems like her best bet, right? Sure. Uh, but so in doing so, she's she's possibly she's in, possibly endangering the world from Grand Admiral. Yeah, by giving uh, you know this map prawn. to the super witches. Yeah, you know it's probably not the best idea in the world. <laughs> I mean, if there was a law, yeah. and there probably is, she would be arrested for breaking it. Mm. You know, it's like you endangered the universe. Yeah, there should be that law. There should be <laughs> endangering the universe law. Yeah, I think we would already be arrested for that. Humankind would be. But then again, they have a you know this other dimension. Kind of speaking of Twin Peaks, like their uh, Black Lodge or their whatever lodge. Yeah, you know, it's just like oh, the world this, between or whatever. Yeah, it's just ma- hey, we got magic uh, journey lands between yeah, yeah. everything. Oh, okay. So does this cover the bases of you know we got to travel to this other place 
and we have no way of doing it except for the map, which is now destroyed. <laughs> is it though? Is it destroyed? Um, but I, I don't think that personally. I don't think that world is like a real world. I think it's in your. We're just seeing it inside Ahsoka's mind and her just processing what's happening. Okay, and so she's just you know. Then how is that kid uh, hearing what's going on? Was he just reading Ahsoka's mind? Yeah, because he has four. He has force powers, right? Yeah. So okay, he's using that to connect to her because she's still alive. She's just, you know, experiencing this, you know, in her mind. Okay. You know, because she she couldn't say to what's his face Anakin, she couldn't be like, well, how do I get to this planet? I need to get like he can't give her like practical advice. Okay. Well, we get a we get an Anakin ghost at the end looking and going. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You know what? I think things are going to be okay. <laughs> so that wasn't in her mind. Cause no, she wasn't I know. Looking at it's it. It's silly. Well, we do know that those ghost things happen, though, because we saw them standing around a log yeah. when the Ewoks were eating people. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then Obi-Wan and Yoda turn and, go and look at uh, Darth Vader there and like, oh, shit, we're not going to heaven, are we? No. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be on the same bus as this yeah. guy. Yeah. Woof. Uh, it killed a lot of kids. <laughs> Oops. You did well, actually, Darth Vader turns and says, don't worry, you're going to look like, um, oh, darn it. Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Thank you. You look like Ewan McGregor scene. <laughs> Sorry. And was... and Yoda goes, what me look like? I'm like, pretty <laughs> much, you're, you're a saying. puppet. You're a puppet. Yeah. yeah you got to have a change. few less chin hairs, <laughs> I guess. That's right. They, they did a foam rejuvenation. But there'll be a cuter version of you that everyone's going to go nuts oh, for boy. for like about three years. <laughs> oh. Until <laughs> they find out the name. And then somehow, somehow yeah. the uproar ceased around that time. Grogu? Oh, forget it. When it was Baby Yoda, everyone was so excited. Mm -hmm. And when it became Grogu, everyone was just like, eh. Speaking of uh, things from the past, yeah. Um, before before we were doing the podcast, we got into a little discussion about HR Puff and stuff. <laughs> sort of. We did, a little bit. Yeah. And uh, my question to you was, what did the HR stand for? Yeah. In HR Puff and stuff. Sure. Uh, do you know? His Royal. It, it's Royal Highness. You'd think that. It's not that. It's oh. Royal Highness. I know your next question is. Is it R that doesn't? Too? There you go. That's a fine thing to say. <laughs> so did they put it on wrong? Meh. They just didn't care. Oh. It was just like, it's Royal Highness. Yeah. So it's HR. I yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But that's what uh, the, Croft, uh, the Crofts said. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. When, when did it say his Royal Puffin stuff? Yeah, it would have been uh, fine. You yeah. should, I don't know if they're still alive. I gotta write to them. If you should, you should. I'll let write. Them know. I'll write to their corpses. So here's a here's a trivia question I want to run by. Okay. You. Okay. So 1973, yep. HR Puffin stuff uh, plays the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> okay. Really? It's a touring show. Yeah. And they play the Hollywood Bowl. Probably playing like some bubblegum. Bubblegum right. rock. So uh, Puffin stuff is there with the Puffin stuff characters. Sure. Characters from what other? Shows, yeah, uh, Croft shows. Yeah, do you sure. believe were there, and see if you can name them all. So the Bugaloos. Yes, Bugaloos were, I believe, the opening act. The Bugaloos, because the Bugaloos had a, their own band, and then, gee, what, what would have been around at that time? Uh, so it was more than more than them. Yes, there was uh, two other uh, two other Croft shows, Croft and shows. then one actual sort of fictional group of people. Okay, okay, so were the Lidsville? Yes, the Lidsville people were there. We need one more. And I'll give you uh, I'll give you a big hint. Okay, Johnny Whitaker was part of the uh, group. Johnny Whitaker. Johnny Does Whitaker. that help you in any way? Who's Johnny Whitaker? Was, was he the guy from Family Affair? I was going to say, the wasn't kid. he the, the kid? Yeah, yeah. Jody. 
He was Jody and Family Affair. Jody That's Family correct. Affair. Okay. He was also on another show that was a Croft show. What Croft show was he on? Because that's the other characters. Um, what other show was he on? Mm-hmm. It wasn't Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Yes, sir, it was. <laughs> this is terrible that I know all this. It and is the, terrible. And the last one. There was a little person also who was there. Who was that? Oh, that would have been Billy Birdie. Yes, sir. And, okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were also uh, sitcom stars. Yeah. That were, uh, they were the stars of a sitcom yeah. that was also an animated series. Stars of a sitcom. That was, and there was also an animated series with these same characters. So Gilligan's Island? No. Sitcom animated characters. Later on, there'd be a dramedy with these characters. There was also three movies with these characters. There was also a variety show with these characters. Oh, Brady Bunch. Yes. Okay. The Brady Kids were the there. The Brady Kids, yeah. They yeah, had actually, a, no, they sorry. Had a band as well. The Brady Bunch was there. That is correct. <laughs> The Brady Bunch showed up, <laughs> not so the so mom and dad as well were uh, were that? there. All right, so, I yeah, it. it was a live show. Okay. with HR Puff and stuff yeah. and the gang, the Bugaloos, Lidsville, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, and the Brady Bunch, and you can see it that on uh, VHS tape. Ah, oh, that's amazing! Like, wouldn't that have been? I mean, if you were that age, like holy shit, I would have yes. been. I would have been what? I would have been seven then. So I would have been a pretty good age for that. Yeah, even Ann B. Davis showed up for that. Good for her. <laughs> Alice was there. So even, yeah, <laughs> seven, seven, like between seven and age seven and age nine, that would have been like absolute, like a monster thing to see as a kid. Sure, you you got uh, you got Hoodoo, the guy from Lidsville, but you didn't get yeah. Charles Nelson Riley. He didn't show up for. He did it. not show up for this. No, he's, there was a. He's too good for that. Um, was there a contractual dispute? Uh, I'm not sure. Jack Wilde was there, of course. Yeah. How, how would how would you not? I'm trying to look <laughs> up this character here. Uh, yeah, I think okay. Yes, uh, there was a. Let me let me go to. There you go. Uh, it's one of the stars of uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Yes, was a rabbit character. That makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> to me. But uh, it was played by Sharon Baird, and she was raunchy rabbit. Raunchy rabbit. That's a heck of a name for a rabbit. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember that character at all from Yeah, Sigmund neither do I. Monster. And let me just say that I watch that every Saturday morning. Well, there we go. I was such a habitué of Saturday morning cartoons that I used to watch the the shows on Friday. They would they would do like a, a presentation on a Friday night announcing all the Saturday morning cartoon shows. And I would watch those shows with great interest. And uh, then I had to go to play I had to go play soccer. So I missed them all anyway. But I was really interested that they were there. If only PVRs had existed in those days. Mm-hmm. How how what a perfect world my life would have been. Instead, we had to like just put a tape recorder up to the TV <laughs> and hit record, and yeah. then go. No one in this room say anything for the whole. Okay, supper's ready. Hey, who left this line around? I'm trying to tape Mash. How will I be able to fall asleep to an episode of Mash that I've just watched? I never tried to tape. I did. My- it's not a war, mom. It's a massacre. It's what it is. <laughs> My friend and I probably taped onto cassette about 20 episodes of Monty Python. Okay. You know, Pretty but good. it's hard to watch them. It's hard to listen to them, I should say, because there's so much visuals, gags and stuff like that. So you're just like hearing sound effects and then people laughing. So it's kind of, I guess it's not pretty unsatisfactory, got to tell you. But we did it. That's how we, that's how we relived something we loved. But I did, I did religiously tape uh, monkey songs off of the TV. But my brothers would also religiously run in the room and yell, uh, just whatever they, whatever the top of their head, you know, or just come in and go, what are you doing, Dave? 
So in the middle of the song, you know, last train to Clark. What are you doing, Dave? Get out of here, you guys. I'm trying to tape the show. <laughs> so, yeah. It wasn't a perfect and system. And they respectfully <laughs> apologized. It wasn't a perfect system. Yeah. <laughs> Take the last train to What are you doing, Dave? Get out of here. You ruined it for me. You're ruining my day. How many people listen to Last Train to Clarksville? You know we have a pool. We could just be out swimming in it. Shut up, <laughs> no, this gotta... is pre-pool. Okay. Pre-pool. Yeah. That was later on. I was no long. I was too cool to be taping. Although uh, sh- I, I did buy Monkey's Records. Don't get me wrong. But I was too cool to be taping things. But I did discover you could buy them on record. So mm-hmm. I had the best of the monkeys. Oh, nice. It wasn't a great collection, actually. But it was good enough. It was some <laughs> monkey songs. For some reason, they insisted on including Shades of Grey in all their best ofs. And you're just like, not the best of, guys. If you didn't grow up at a certain time, you don't understand the idea of being able to like own a movie on VHS and go like, you can watch it whenever you want. Mm. The idea of like E.T. sold like crazy. Yeah. Because everyone went, if I have E.T., I can watch E.T. whenever I want. Yeah. Could you imagine? When the fuck have you watched E.T. in the last... Like. <laughs> I have no interest in watching E.T. There's nothing terrible about it. It's just like, no, of course not. Yeah, I have tried. You know, obviously, I'm a big music lover and big music collector. And I love to buy books. And I have a million books at home. But I have tried so hard to not collect movies. And it's hard because I am a collector. Like, it's just my instinct is to, like, want to accumulate the sort of totems of things that I like, you know. And those totems are like the the playing, you know, what the the hardware those things come on, or the you know. And so I've, but I've tried so hard, like so. I have very few, I have very few um, DVDs. And actually, I, I I'm really upset that the girls have moved because they took all the DVDs with them. <laughs> all their DVDs are gone, and so now I'm like, you know, if I did have the urge, which I haven't had, I watched it once in the theater, and I've never watched it again. But I often think I'd like to watch Jackie Brown, and I go like, oh, I can't because Mary took her DVD with her. Damn, I have to, like next time I see her, maybe I could ask her. Ah, but I never do. So, and also, why do I need to watch it? I saw it, you know, in 1999 or whatever it came out. Or you could go to your TV and uh, find it. It would probably, yeah, probably be on, be on there somewhere. somewhere yeah. Although I don't think Jackie Brown is available right now. But okay, maybe Tarantino so. movies might be a little harder to to find. Pulp Fiction is a pretty regular appear has a pretty regular appearance. But yeah, Jackie Brown for whatever reason because it's one of his best films. Sure, if for some reason it's not. Well loved, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. It's a great movie, though. It is weird sometimes when <laughs> you uh, want to watch something, yeah, and then go, "Why is this not on here?" Yeah, I had a heck of a time the other day, like trying to find the River Wild. Okay, I yeah, finally yeah. did. Yeah, you know, but it was like that's a this is too hard to find. Uh, th- and there was a remake of it recently, so I'm like, well, is it popular enough that you remade it? Yeah, and no one wants to see this remake. Sure, but it's it's everywhere. But uh, yeah, so watch the River Wild, and very good. It's a very good movie. It is. It's yeah. uh, Meryl Streep acts the hell out of it. Like mm-hmm. m- w- again, it's the uh, Liam Neeson thing of like acting better than you have to. Yeah. For the movie that you're in, yeah. but she does kind of those Liam Neeson type speeches of like, "You mess with my kids, <laughs> I will kill you." Yeah. I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna <laughs> just have a good time killing you. And she's all tied up with like uh, you know tape. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Bacon's getting a little freaked out, and John C. Riley's in the background really getting freaked out. He does good getting freaked out. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I guess he was... Why are we killing people? We don't have to kill people. <laughs> he was uh, that generation's Bill Paxton. Mm. Another great freak freaker odor. What's Bill Paxton's best movie? I already know the answer to that, but you, you can answer it. Uh, whatever one he's not Bill Pullman in. <laughs> one false move, you're right. Okay. Do you know that one? 
Probably. He's like, he's a small town sheriff and there's like some criminal coming to town. I think oh, like... I, I think the other day I tried to uh, find that one. I couldn't find that one either. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I have it on my, I have it on my PVR because it Because someone else recommended that one recently. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's Carl, Carl Foreman directed it. He also did Devil in a Blue Dress, the Denzel Washington film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Film. Yeah. He's very good. I am, again, I am going to recommend though, uh, River Wild. If you haven't seen that, mm. uh, it's, uh, you know, mom's on a river with a, a couple <laughs> of nuts trying to protect her family. Yeah. And dad, dad is just working too hard. And you know what? He never gave his uh, kid enough attention because he was busy at, the job trying to land that big account and so uh, we're gonna have to deal with all that meanwhile mom's a fun mom and uh she's trying to protect the kid i was just curious so i looked up jackie brown it's available to rent on youtube okay which not quite what you want from the if you like me pay for four or five different streaming services you'd prefer to uh yeah. Have one of them have movies. You feel on. like you should have access to every movie that <laughs> yeah, exists. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work that way. And that's fine because, you know, we were, this is what, when we were younger, you just, you just hoped, you know, like you're just like, oh, I hope they play Harold Amad again one day. Because if they do, I'm going to tape it. Yeah. The one thing that you, d- that kids, um, not of my generation, but like just after my generation got was with the VHS is watching your favorite thing over and over to death. Yeah. The girls were like that too. And yeah. I, my, my sister Dale would watch like Curly Sue or Annie or any of those yeah. movies. Like just, she would just watch them like yeah. every day. Yeah. Like it's time to watch that movie. Yeah. And we never, uh, we never did that except, you know what? Call myself a liar. <laughs> Unless of course you're watching Rocket Robin Hood, in which case there was enough repetition. I think in Rocket <laughs> Robin Hood that. I would I would count it as that. But even that even that was disappointing though. Like when you hit the one we've talked about it over and over again, but that dimension fire whatever the dimension is. Yeah. And it's exactly the same in Spider Man and it's the same in Rocket Robin Hood and all the backgrounds are the same And, and by the way, it makes no sense in either of those in shows. Either of those shows, yeah. It's obviously this like a giant filler why episode. Why is Rocket Robin Hood dimension hopping? <laughs> oh and let me why ask Spider Man question. Hopping? Yeah, why is Spider Man dimension hopping? <laughs> what was this for and from and you didn't like it really feels like this was a pilot for something. Yeah. And it went nowhere. We're like, well, we're gonna use this. Yeah, we gotta, in everything else we got. We gotta use it. Max the two thousand year old mouse is gonna like yeah. visit this guy as well but when you watch the two of them you saw the first one you watch the second one you're just kind of bored by it because you just like i've already seen all this stuff like eh. i don't know i think i and i don't think i have that obviously with my like watch movie once or twice kind of mentality i'm not really into it anyway like it just makes no sense to me the way the girls watched like and have my mother-in-law is like like she had i don't know why because she had she had titanic the james cameron film sure they, of course she did the double you VHS. reach a certain age, they send it to you in the mail. I guess. AARP sends but it to you the in the w- people who watch it the most are the kids. Huh. The kids watch that movie over and over again. Like the whole thing? Yeah. Oh. And I walk in. I think like maybe they just watch the action scenes and no, they just no. watch the romance. They watch the whole thing. Okay. They loved it. Just, yeah. They love that movie. Because they hate jewelry. <laughs> they just want to watch. They hate jewelry. Oops. Your microphone just uh, went south. My microphone went south. If that's uh, being a problem, we have a spare. No, it's fine. I think I just accidentally pulled on the court while I got excited and did something. Pulled a court. I pulled the that, court. That's all right. Geronimo. <laughs> that is that is all right. And the kid, the kids just liked Titanic a lot. Yeah. Okay. They also had um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, so that that's good. 
Those those played on repeat a lot. I mean, it's similar to being read a bedtime story and wanting the same bedtime story every night. I guess. There's comfort in that. And, you know, their brains are designed for learning through repetition. So it does make sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I wonder just, like, how welded those films are now in their adult brains. Yeah, I don't know. I, I should ask the girls that, actually. Because Mary, you know, like I say, loves Titanic. But it's not like she's a huge James Cameron fan. Although she has, she did go see Avatar, too. Which I'll put I'll put into a huge James Cameron fan if you bothered to do that. Ooh, okay. And liked? She did like it. Good. Yeah, she did like it. And she thinks I'm crazy because I haven't seen either movie. So, <laughs> but my argument for not seeing Avatar is that I never flashbacks. You think there's well, no, flashbacks? It's not flashbacks. I never watched Dances with Wolves, and okay. they're basically the same movie. So why would I want to watch the same movie? Right. And uh, and not seeing Dances no with... one's plugging themselves into horses and Dances with Wolves though. Sure, so but the idea the of like embedding yourself in with a with an yes. indigenous group and then becoming like sort of uh, you know going to the magic becoming tree. a so called traitor to your own group and then because you team with the other other you know it's all part of the same film. Well, once again, let me say, and like that, I say, I've never seen either of them, so okay. my understanding of both of them is very vague. But, and and uh, let me one more time throw this out there, you know, uh, and just go, maybe I'm wrong about Avatar. Maybe yeah. I am. A lot of people saw it. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. Once again, uh, the second movie came out, did huge business. Insane huge. business. Yeah. Have you ever, ever heard anyone talking about it casually, like at a party? Out, outside of like Mary? As in, a, yeah, like at, at a party or like you know, on a bus or at a gathering or someone like this reminds me of. Yeah. Like in the same way that people would bring up Star Wars, Star Trek, anything pop culture, Barbie, I mean, uh, Oppenheimer. To be honest uh, with you, like. I don't know anyone who brings up any of those movies. Okay, how about this? How, besides, besides you, right? Okay, and me talking. How about I don't this? Really know anyone? You go, you go no on, on the online. Life. Yeah, you go on the online. Okay. Uh, how often on the side? Because you know, you look up a YouTube video. Yeah. And then off to the side, yeah. something about Avatar too. You might have missed. Yeah. You know, how often does that pop up in the algorithm? Well, I don't. Not interested in it, so never. Oh, well, there's a lot of stuff I'm not interested in that pops up <laughs> off to the side. Is that right? But like, just casually. Mm. Where is that in the culture? Also, yeah. come Halloween, find me one Avatar costume. One. You're not going to find one. No one yeah. is going to dress like that. Why? It was incredibly popular. There's going to be there's going to be people dressed as Barbie, hundred percent. Sure. There's yeah. going to be people who are dressed as you know the Marvels or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, maybe someone will dress as Oppenheimer for fun. <laughs> if I see it, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, I don't all know you need that. is the hat. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you're off I just, sure, but, but I think that's too grown I'm up. I'm going to tell costume. you, no one's going to dress as Avatar. Yeah. I mean, why? There are Avatar costumes. Sure, there are. They're at I, the stores. You see them. They're still on the shelves <laughs> where they belong. Yeah, where pretty. who's got? If you go into a nerd's house, yeah, and you've been in many a nerd's house, sure, sure. and you look up here, like I've got a, uh, I've got a bunch of stuff on my wall here. Yeah, yeah. Find one Avatar thing. Like, just randomly. Of course, you're not going to find it in mine. Yeah. But, like, you know, <laughs> just walk into a comic sure. book store. And, like, but do you, I and, don't think... and go, like, and just see the first, yeah. like, level of the comic book store and look around at all the pop culture characters. You're going to see some Dragon Ball. Yeah. You're going to see Spider-Man. You're going to see Wonder Woman. Yeah. You're going to see Star Trek. And you're not going to see Avatar at yeah. all. Yeah. Why? Well, one thing is, is that Avatar is too new. The first one? Yeah. That's, like, more than 10 years, right? Sure. So how, but I mean, it's too new. Like it's it exists outside of nerd culture. You know, like nerd culture is based in the past. It's, but it's based in people's but past. But it's pop culture, and it's and but it's, it's for mainstream. normal people. That's it's right. Mainstream. 
Yeah. That's right. It's not it's so not So how a, do normal people Normal people don't buy figurines. Hmm. Normal people don't wear she- shirts with with avatar figures. With things on they it. like on it? Yeah, they don't do that. That's not what people do. Unless they like sports. Unless they like sports. Exactly. Okay. Normal people just don't do those sort of things. So you're not going to see them celebrating Avatar okay. or walking around wearing like, I don't know, what are their normal shows? Are. It's so mainstream wearing a general that hospital you do shirt. not need. You're saying it's yeah. so mainstream that you do not need the niche marketing for it yeah. that you would need for uh, an ALF action figure. So you were more likely to see an ALF action figure yeah. than you are to see an Avatar action figure sure. because people already are so saturated with Avatar, yeah. they know it so well that there's no point to put up. Well, they've already seen it, but they don't care about being saturated in it because that's not how they. That's not how they. Do, they don't want to be reminded don't do of media. it that way. They don't do media that way. Okay. They go to the theater, they watch it, they put their 3D glasses into the yeah. bin, then they get in their car and they drive home. Do you think they? And then they have dinner. Buy the DVD. Watch, do you they, think they watch the movie when they it's wouldn't on buy TV? the DVD? Someone might give it to them thinking that they love it. Right. And they'll be like, "Oh, Avatar, great." Would they watch it at home? No. Yeah, why? Because what's the point? They've already seen it. They saw 3D in the theater. No, but that's you. You're the person who doesn't see things they've seen. People <laughs> see things they've seen. Yeah, like yeah. that's why Star Star Wars. They might watch popular. it on streaming. They would. They might watch it on streaming if it showed up, but maybe probably not. It's on Disney Plus right now. Okay. Are they watching it? Yeah, maybe. I don't think they are. I don't know. I don't. Think... I don't know what the view. I would think they are. Would you? Yeah, I think that you downplay yeah you downplay how popular avatar is yeah yeah because you were like thinking too and no one would care about it and it said it was like it's not no one would care about it i just don't understand it because no one talks about it yeah because they don't treat it like but here's the thing like if you if you put it but they don't have nerdstalgia for it okay but look at all of the most popular nerdy things popular things of all time such as jaws yeah, okay, Jaws. Are people walking around with Jaws shirts on? I've got Jaws candy yeah, you got Jaws. on but, the wall. But I've yeah, got a Jaws yeah, uh, board game on you're, the wall. You're a nerd. Yeah. That's how you, that's they how you show off stuff, your... They made this stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew it would sell. See, Why so, do they not think Avatar stuff will sell and Jaws will sell? Don't you think there are Avatar stuff out there? Do you think if I looked on here, I would, would find Avatar figurines? I think I would. Would you? Oh, yeah. There's going to be Avatar figurines out there. Would there? For sure. I've never seen any. So you don't think they'd be like those thing pops, whatever they're called, Funko pops? Oh, Funkos? Pops? There's probably probably some Funkos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, But I'm talking like like just action figures, regular action figures. Look them, look them up. It just isn't... I haven't seen any, and I yeah, am around what, that. What do you care? <laughs> like, I've gone to Comic Cons since Avatar came out, not the second one. Not Avatar. No. Avatar. But like since the uh, first me. one came out, and there's there's not fan art... There's no, there's not people cosplaying, you know. Maybe there's one or two people cosplaying, and you go, oh, that's right, Avatar. It's just I don't understand why it seems to have skipped over what everything else does. Uh huh. McFar- yeah. McFarlane. McFarlane yeah. McFarlane's the obscure. But, it's, but yes, okay, fair enough. They're there. Yeah. I mean, he's gone. He's done the licensing. Yeah. They're they're out there. You can get them on Amazon if you want. Sure. Well, you can get everything on Amazon. They're there for you. Yeah folks but i just don't i just think that avatar is too mainstream you okay for, you go to work with men's men i do go to work with men and to the point and there's uh one of them who's like real pro batman yep okay i don't know if he still works there he does okay uh but in your manly men conversations has sure. anyone ever brought up avatar uh yeah they have yeah okay oh, okay well because he I went, stand corrected he now. went and saw it uh batman guy yeah batman guy but he's not i mean he likes batman but he doesn't own any comics. He likes the animated Batman. Does that's, he have a that's Batman his Batman. Shirt? He's a Batman shirt. 
There's no way he doesn't have he a Batman shirt. He has a Batman shirt. He has Batman mug. Yeah, there's yeah. no way he doesn't have a Batman he's shirt. Made, like, no. <laughs> he's made it his thing. It's part yeah. of his identity. There's no reason he should have the comics. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. he's not there's interested no in the comics. Yeah. He didn't He didn't go see Flash. No, why would you, you know? see Flash? Because it has Batman in it. So yeah. he should be into If you're like a crazy Batman person, you're going to be like, oh, boy, Batman. But yeah, mm, he's just kind of like, Because mm. to me, he likes, he likes animated Batman. That's yeah. his Batman. That's what he grew up with and watched and liked. Good. That's the best Batman, I think. But he's not interested. I remember um, when another guy used to work with us, he was he was more of a nerd guy. Like he had he had all of the oh man, sidebar. I okay. was when I was up in Courtney, I forgot to mention this. When I was up in Please? Courtney, I went to the Valley Village there and they had like sixty, literally sixty DVDs of Doctor Who programs. Ooh. Like the Tom Baker, the John Pertweed into Tom Baker ones. Like 60 of them yeah there it's crazy i didn't buy them it's I forget about it that's like 180 dollars but oh geez but okay. uh still it was interesting to see i think also they will go down in cost because they're all going to be uh streaming very and they shortly we're probably i think they're a region two as well or region whatever okay. the, their region is for for england I don't, I don't have a i think you do but i don't have a multi-region player okay but it's uh, pretty easy to change yours to uh, accept it all but okay mm, uh it uh but I'm not going to buy a million DVDs because, like I said, I'm trying to not own a million it DVDs. It will be streaming for free very shortly, <laughs> so don't worry about it. And uh, and I've already seen them, so it's no point watching those shows again. But they're for free. A lot of them are for free on Pluto right now. A bunch of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you got to watch some commercials, but yes. So this uh, former former employee, uh, still I'm continuing on in, as a nerd. He um, he had like figurines and stuff like that. He had like these expensive, like really expensive figurines he'd buy. And he's always trying to sell them though. Cause you know, he was broke, con- continuously broke. Yeah. And so he, um, would o- often, o- wait a minute. Is this me? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. I was, if it is me, you. you have to tell. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So is that a legal thing? Mm-hmm. It's in the constitution. So he, uh, he would always be offering Batman figurines to, to the, the Batman loving guy at work. And, he wasn't interested in that. Like, that's just not where, you know, that's just, eh. But the Avatar thing, yeah. Like, because when he was, because he was over on the island when Avatar 2 came out. And then they had nothing to do with a rainy day. And so they decided, well, we'll go to see Avatar. It's in the theaters. Sure. And, of course, we're going to see it in 3D because that's how it was designed, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so they went there and they get to the theater and he, he grabs all the glasses and he hands them out to his family. His kids are there and his aunt and uncle and hands all these glasses out and they sit down and start watching the movie. Then he realizes, oh, it's not 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Take glasses off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Those shirts, some of them are watching going, tell this 3D is really good. It's a much brighter picture than it normally is and it's crisp <laughs> and clean and it's not bothering me. I'm not getting a headache like I usually do. <laughs> do you get a headache watching 3D? Uh, sometimes people mm. do. Okay. I, I don't necessarily. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was, but anyway, that's, so it came up, he had a little anecdote Good. about going to see Avatar 2. Like I say, Mary went and saw Avatar 2 because sure. she's, she was a fan of the first one and wanted to see the second one. Again, a lot of people saw it. I just feel it hits people yeah. and they react to it in ways that are very different than all the other popular movies. And a lot of actors have given over like five years of their lives to this thing. So mm-hmm. you sign up, you're signed up for a long time on this project, so prepare to do nothing else or if you do need to do other things they have to fit into our, our schedule you signed up zoe soldana sam worthington sigourney weaver yeah you're gonna get a I lot of uh I little uh, dots on your face yeah and we're gonna put something on your head and we're gonna put a weird jumpsuit on you now act <laughs> act like it's normal act 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 yeah that'd be you know it'd be fun 
is okay. is to have a production of uh, like Hamlet or something. Yeah, and you have the actors in those full suits, like with all the the dots on their face and a big <laughs> yeah. camera strapped sure. to their head, okay. and like those suits that have like all the, the little ping the pong little, balls, the little ping pong balls, and yeah. the, and and you know writing on their sh- on the shirt yeah and they all do it in front of a green background mm-hmm. and they just do the whole play yeah and uh but there's they're not shooting it for anything yeah it's just for the effect of just like <laughs> give you that experience yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. they just do a play in that style yeah because it That'd feels be like it's motion capture that they're going to do hamlet as literally a, a pig as hamlet yes and oh you know what you should do it for yeah. is godot and and so you do it okay here's how you do <laughs> okay. it this is my full pitch sure everything i've just said yeah the two actors yeah. with their the balls on their faces yeah. and whatever. There's no actual garbage cans. They're just green, green, it's all green. green barrels. There's yeah. a there's there's a stick representing the tree that will later <laughs> yes. with like a light bulb on it. <laughs> or no, it's gotta be a tennis ball. It's tennis, be tennis ball, ball on yeah, it yeah, for yes. the tree. For the eye, eye That's for, right. Over the eye. And it's called Waiting for Godot. Yeah. And they do Waiting for Godot. Mm-hmm. And and the conceit is we're going to CGI Godot in later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like it. And, it's good. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you do tape it and you release it. Yeah, and just say to people, "Hey, feel free to put in your own Godot." Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. To yeah, put yeah. It in the background, but you could do that. That would be domain. great with lots of plays. Like, so you could do like Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, but Stella is not in the play, so they have to react to Stella as if she's there on the assumption that she's going to be CGI'd in later. Yes, and so you do the whole play without like this sort of main character. Right, because it would be Blanche. Blanche Dubois would be the character you'd actually want to take. So you do a yeah, you do a play called Juliet. Yes, and and you and for all the Romeo scenes, yeah, it's It's just a tennis ball. It's a tennis ball that's just there, and she's reacting to it the whole time. Yeah, and at the end, you know, when the tennis ball's dead, you know, they hold up the tennis ball and 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 all this, and you just then release that and just say, if you want to. Put whatever you want in for <laughs> Romeo. Knock yourself out. <laughs> I was watching an interview with the director of um, The Green Knight. Okay. Who also directed Pete's Dragon for Disney. And Very he, different movies. Very different movies indeed. Though both involving the woods. Also did Peter Pan and Wendy for Disney as well. Okay. Um, no strong opinions on that. And also a ghost story. Yeah, he's kind of, it goes back and forth. But anyway, so he did, but he, he did Pete's Dragon. And there's a scene in the film where the little boy has to hug the dragon. And so they went out to the forest and they got, you know, got everything and they just did all there. And then they realized they had nothing for the boy to hug. <laughs> so they just had to take a piece of green cloth and put it over a log. And so this little boy tearfully hugs a log as uh, Pete and says goodbye to the dragon. Good acting, though, if you're, that's all you're doing is sure. out in the woods. <laughs> the camera's around you hugging a log <laughs> covered with a green cloth. <laughs> the magic of movies. <laughs> That'd be good not, to not put in the, the uh, dragon afterwards and just have the boy hugging a log and saying goodbye to it. And in fact, turn it to Pete's log. Yeah. And just have the whole movie about a little boy who meets a log and the log doesn't do anything, just lays on the ground. And But the whole film is just... Here's what I think about child actors. Okay. Let's, let's make it real for a second, everybody. Let's get real for a second. Yeah, let's get real. I wasn't a child actor. Enough I was joking around. I was a teen actor. You were, yeah, you were serious. You, was, you were mature, a mature actor. I was called. so not a mature actor, but I yeah. still occasionally got paid to act as a teenager, which is nice. <laughs> sure. Here's, I think, the problem with the kid actors and yeah. why they turn out messed up. Okay. This is my theory. Yeah. Is uh, you, you are normally, here's what you do with a kid. The kid comes up to you and goes, Ah, uh, what's wrong? My stomach hurts and I don't want to go to school. Oh, yeah. are you really sick? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're not really sick. You're yeah. going to school. Yeah. So they get, ta- they get taught like, I'm not good at lying and this mm-hmm. doesn't work real good. So yeah, I yeah. shouldn't lie. 
because there's no, I get no reward for this and uh, it's stupid and it's dumb. It doesn't okay. work. Yeah. But as a, a little kid who's an actor, yeah. you're trained and rewarded for for effective lying. Sure. So you're told hug that log and cry, yeah. cry like you're super sad and you're gonna miss your best friend forever. And there you go. And now you've trained a kid to just cry on command mm. and fake emotion. And so now this kid who's been given these skills, these manipulative skills, yeah. are one, released back to their parents. Back into the wild. And they're back into the wild, <laughs> yeah. where they can at any point, if they want something, turn on the waterworks because they've been trained yeah. on how to lie incredibly effectively sure. and rewarded for it. Yeah. And, and now also, coincidentally, usually then take away all their stuff. Because, like, you're not a big star anymore, and so you're yeah. not getting all the stuff you want. So yeah. you take that away. Yeah. All you've got now is the skill of being an effective liar. Yeah. Hey, what happened? Oh, the guy went through some bad uh, troubles and uh, did some crime and did some bad shit. Oh, I guess the only thing that his skills would be good for is uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I yeah. guess, that, you know, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, I no. think there's other factors to, to it, but I think you're right. I mean, obviously, they are hired for their looks. They're not hired for their, their right. You're also chops. you're also well. You're hired for your looks, but you're hired for your cuteness. Yes, your cuteness. And looks, then the yeah. cuteness goes away. Does it ever? And so you see people looking at you in a very different way than mm-hmm. they looked at you in the past. Yeah. 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 And it was easy because you were you're a kid acting, and your standards are different. And as you grow up, it gets harder because now you're expected to be an actual actor. Yeah. All the things that were good are now bad. That's right. Because, you know, hey, you were famous for being this little kid that everyone thought was adorable. Yeah. Well, we, we can't hire you. You were this kid once that was mm. adorable. So yeah. yeah. You can't play the drug addict in this movie. But even if you even if you get past that, you need to have the uh, the commitment to, to learn to act, to actually learn to act, to go to acting school or at least to to make, you know, to get better chops. So that you can carry on acting. And I think a lot of child actors, you know, have, who have had it kind of easy because they were being hired not for their acting talent, not for their chops as actors, but for their looks, their cuteness. Now their cuteness is gone. Now you need to actually like bring us something. Right. Some it looks talent. like your past job, but it's not your past job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's something different that's almost exactly like it, but mm-hmm. uh, you now actually have to train for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I, the ones that can handle that and start to kind of spin out of control, what you're saying is absolutely right. Where now they have these skills and you know these abilities to to effectively yeah. lie to people to create a this fantasy world. And we're taking that, away all the love around yeah, you and people that you know yeah. just like pampering you and mm-hmm. like uh, treating you like you know you sure. hang the moon. Which addicts have anyway, but to a lesser degree. You know, like addicts are liars because they need to lie in order to be yeah. addicts. But if you add to the addiction the lie the lying addiction are really good liars who are really effective at it then that makes it much worse because it's harder for them to to get out of this fantasy world they've created for themselves right it's it is heartening to see i enjoy watching a youtube channel called red letter media and they do like reviews of movies and stuff but they also do a thing called reviews where they rewatch old films and they just did peewee's big adventure and a and one of the regular people that come in and talk on the show with them is the actor who was in like the home alone movies Macaulay Culkin. So it's, it's heartening to see him there in a relatively yep. like normal situation talking with, you yeah. know, and just being, he went through some phases. He went through some difficulties. So it's yeah. nice to see him on the other side of it, just living his life and with people that he obviously enjoys hanging with and talking about movies and stuff like that. It almost feels like there needs to be a support group that's there for, and maybe there is, 
for child actors with other child actors who have made it through this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and uh, have any idea what you're going through. Because it's very difficult to get sympathy when, like, you were famous once. Yes. And you still, to some degree, are. You are still famous. And people are going to give you stuff whether you should have it or not. Because they want to be the person that, you know, gave John Belushi his final dose, you know, his final. Yeah. You know, I want to be that. I want to be the guy who who gave, you know, shared John Belushi because he's crazy. He'll do anything. Yeah. I had all this cocaine and I gave it to John Belushi. It's awesome. He just took it all. You know, like you want to be that guy who has that story, you know. Something I like is when I'm at a con and there's a con. con. Speaking of which, that's from Star Trek and this is related to Star Trek (laughs) where you had like uh, some of the actors from Deep Space Nine, but it was like. The actors who would play different like aliens and Kardashians, and quite often yeah. they would hire uh, Shakespearean actors, older actors. And if you're an older actor, you've probably done a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so the nice thing was when they were all together, uh, they just loved hanging out. Yeah. So they'd go and they'd sit and they'd do their panel, sure. or they'd sit and sell their pictures for you know twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, and like, there you go. Tell me a story of the show. I've got this story. Maybe they've got a book they wrote about their experiences, maybe. Yeah. But then afterwards, they're just like, just hanging out and having a good time. And mm-hmm. quite often they do something like, hey, let's just do a little Shakespeare show or something like where we just do a couple of monologues or whatever at a local theater okay. and they go and do okay. that. And yeah, they were just having a great time. Yeah. And they, and they were handling it all well because, you know, a gig's well, a gig. Well, they've been through the ups and downs. Yeah. And so. And someone like Rene Aubergeois, you know, he was in. He was in Robert Altman films. Sure. He was in Rockford Files. He, he was, was in Benson. He was in, he had a, a continuing role in Benson. So he knew the ups and downs of acting. That yeah. You get a good movie, you're in a great movie, you're in McCabe and Mrs. Miller. You get to, you get to be on, you know, series, you get to be, you know, and, and do, li- you know, little character parts and stuff like that. And then you get, you get, you strike it rich, you get a, a plump role on a, on a popular sitcom that goes on, on for a couple of seasons. I don't right. know how long Benson was And around. then it goes away. Then it goes away, and yeah, then you. But you have some. You have some residuals, but also you're an actor, yeah. so you might do some stage work. You might do some some off Broadway plays. It doesn't matter as long as you're acting. Yeah. You know, if you if you're comfortable, you're happy. You're acting. It's, it's the mm-hmm. difference between being a working actor and a celebrity. Yeah. And yeah. You, and when the working actors get together at these things, mm-hmm. yeah, you can tell they're having a good time together, and mm-hmm. they they realize this is just. It's a plum. Of, it's a plum it's, thing. It's <laughs> fun, and it's a couple of bucks, yeah. and it's fine. But let, then you get other people who you can tell are kind of bitter about it because sure. you know the ship went by without them, yeah. and you know their glory days are in the past. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's that's too bad. Mm-hmm. And there's like a neediness that's there. And mm. I've I've met quite a few actors like that, and it's like, oh, that's too bad. But it's nice to see the ones that are still hustlers. Yeah, you know, who are still <laughs> you know doing stuff. Yeah, they know. Well, acting's acting, and you just gotta. I always. I mean, I'm a big admirer. Of, I always call them working actors. And the girls always know that to be. Dad, is that a working actor? I said, yes, that is. Yeah. Actor. Again, you brought up Jackie Brown earlier, and it's like, who was the actor? That Robert was, Forster. Robert Forster, and yeah. like you know, Quentin Tarantino knows this guy's an amazing actor. Yeah. Let's let's put him let's in this him, and yeah, let's give him a role, yeah. and let him roll. Or Pam Grier is an amazing actress, and she sure. was also on the downside of her career. You know, which when she once was a big star, you know, started as a secretary at American International Pictures. And was able to, you know, get small roles in um, what then would have been the women in jail movies. And then, you know, took that and then, you know, went from showing off her boobs in uh, women in jail movies and showing off her boobs in black exploitation movies, mm-hmm. but still had a big career, you know, and uh, throughout the 70s, did a lot of movies. Uh, we all know, like, you know, 
coffee and Foxy Brown, those are the obvious ones. But there's a bunch of other ones that she did as well, like that, you know, that people don't know that, you know, they're all on Tubi. Or they, were, a, they were for a while. You know what's a shame is like when uh, Mario Puzo, Puzo, Puzo? Yeah, yeah, wrote The Godfather. Yeah. Um, he made up a lot of stuff about mob culture sure and he's a when, he's a writer right and then that got into the movies yeah and the actual mob liked this so much okay. that they kind of incorporated they kind of cosplayed a little bit sure, of sure. of this it was just yeah. like you know and hey like, we're a family that's right yeah, yeah. And, and there was like you know there's honor there's this there's yeah, yeah. that and that was never part of no they're sociopaths yeah. they're just making up this stuff <laughs> yes. but they but so so now there's that kind of air of that that yeah. then has translated to other kind of organized crime mm. you know uh of, of different cultures it's good but, like when like when the sopranos and stuff kind of deconstructed that's yes, that's a good thing I that's think. right yeah. but to me it's a, the the one shame is that uh, the same didn't happen with uh, sexy uh, jail movies. And it's too bad that, like, when they had all the sexy yeah, lady cage, jail movies where it wasn't all these women going to prison didn't want, you know what? Uh, I, I like that movie a lot. Let's make this a sexy jail. You know, so, you like, know, let's have. Hey, pi- we're not in jail. We don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, let's have, like, pillow fights and let's yeah, just, yeah. you know, have cat fights well, in the shower. The problem and, is. And, like, let's not, let's that, not, you know what? We have to be in jail. Let's just have a good time with yeah. it. Yeah. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. You know, let's have I some guess. really catty arguments in the shower, but it never gets too far. Sure. Sure. You know, and we're not going to, you know, hurt each other or anything. Mm. And left, but the problem is then there's always the guards who, as you know, are women eaters. Mm. And then it's a lot of trouble. Yeah. So they're the real problem. But the prisoners are fine. Here's the thing, though, about that. The movies usually have the prisoners. We're on the side of the prisoners. Yeah. And so the guards get taken care of yeah, in some way. Yeah, that's true. So way, you know, watch the movie and see how to take care of the guard. Yeah, yeah. Now you're fine. <laughs> yep. And just make, yeah, let's have, so you know, I'm not for the, uh, you know, the honor among thieves bullshit, but I like sexy <laughs> prisons. Go with that. It's yeah. a nice sexy prison. Prit- Pritzy's Honor is a good example of that as well. Do you know Pritzy's Honor? Yes. Uh, yeah. Where his honor is not that honorable at all. He's a bastard. <laughs> and a sociopath, as it turns out. Or a psychopath, yeah. Yeah. That's the fact. That's the honor, everybody. Yeah, I am looking forward to... Uh, or I do I do like every time I hear like a Cliff Nesteroff story about uh, the mob's connection with comedy in the past. And you just go like, oh, geez. Like, we treat this way too lightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, These, yeah. Uh, murdering yeah. maniacs. Yeah, they're pretty awful. Oh, you watch Casino or any of those movies. Or, yeah. Like, Martin Scorsese is not romanticizing these things. He's showing you the horrible, gritty reality of it, you know. Um, and it's in... Uh, oh, it's, it's, or even it's, like, yeah, Goodfellas doesn't end with, you no. know, it doesn't end with, and I'm on top of the world. No, it does not. No. no, it starts off, you have that sense, but there's always an underlying reality to it. That's What's the what's the movie again, uh, the Steve Martin movie that's kind of a sequel to that movie, but isn't a sequel to that movie? My Blue Heaven. My Blue Heaven, right. Yeah, yeah. So that movie, if you want to see a nice double bill, Watch Goodfellas and then watch My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin and yeah. Rick Moranis. Uh, and it kind of starts where Goodfellas ends. Both based on the memoirs of Henry Hill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's been interesting because we went, we went this week and we saw Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads yes, uh, we did. concert film. We were in the same uh, room. Directed by Jonathan Demme. Yeah. Whose very first film was Caged Heat. A woman in prison film. Oh wow! Okay, he did because he was he was a Corman guy. He started off with with Roger Corman, like he so did many. Silence of the, of the Lambs too, right? Yeah, it just sounds Lamb, Married to the Mob. Yep, uh, that's one of my uh, wife's favorite movies. That's her only 
like favorite uh, mob movie. Sure, you went. That's the most realistic mob. It movie probably ever. is. I think uh, another movie I think is very re- realistic about the mob is uh, Black Dog, the the Jim Jarmusch film with mm-hmm. with um, Forrest Whitaker. Well, I think it's uh, a really good movie. Goodfellas when they all start betraying each other. Oh yeah, that's a good. I think after it, after all the talk love, of like uh, honor yeah. is like nope 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 nope. I love uh, both Casino and uh, I may actually I may like Casino a little more than I like uh, Goodfellas, but I love both those films. Yeah, I think both of them are just great expose uh, exposes of like corruption and and human depravity. <laughs> and yeah, it's great. It's great, but terrible. Put that in with the Wolf of Wall Street in there too, and you got like you got corporate America, you got you know the criminal America, you know the, the whole, and you get the sense of the whole thing is just a game. Mm-hmm. And we're just like suckers here playing playing it properly, and we're just like, but either you're like an asshole or you're a sucker, and so you might as well be a sucker. It's much it's a it's a nicer place to be, and it's less stressful, and you might not get killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like people playing the game. It's very dangerous, <laughs> so I'll just stay where I am. I'm a sucker. Just going along, playing playing by the rules, paying parking tickets or speeding tickets, not trying to bribe the policeman. You know, just going to your job, going to my job, doing a day's work. Yep. Yeah, what a sucker. Yeah. Laughable. It's one it's one of these where you just want to have a scene at some point in a movie, and I've done this as a comic strip once. Yeah. Uh where it's just like they're all like planning a gigantic heist and they uh and at one point one of them just realizes, you know, if we just put this effort into like a real job <laughs> uh, I, you probably would, wouldn't uh, make as much. We no, would no. Uh, we would not okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. You wouldn't make as much. Yeah. But if we put this amount of effort into real work. Yeah. Uh, we would make enough money to get the things that we really want. And fun story, uh, not all, not some of us won't get killed. Yeah, uh, we weren't going to end up in jail and uh, and have to make a deal, and the other one's going to have to kill one of us sure. to stop us from ratting the other ones it's out. It's true; you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, I our, was just our family's not going to be in danger. We're going to be <laughs> at home by five. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, it's true. That's what I mean. It's better to just play the sucker. Yeah, not the game. Although I was just, I was reminded that this happened. I forgot about this. That uh, there, I think it was twenty four million dollars was stolen from the uh, the Pearson Airport in Toronto sometime recently, last year, I guess, uh, when the guy presented a doctored waybill to the uh, and just took took the uh, the the uh, trunks or whatever that were carrying all this cash. Yeah, just drove off with them after presenting. <laughs> fraudulent way bill there must it was an inside job obviously because someone had to know somehow that this money that was coming from zurich and going somewhere else and it happened to land at pearson airport in toronto and then uh this person showed up handed them a fraudulent way bill took possession of all this money and drove off and then that's the last anyone's seen of it wow but we don't know like after that it's pro- it's possible that guy's dead now in a ditch, and someone else has got the money, and they're all, they're also dead, and someone else has carried it on and stuff like that. It just seems like there's that horrible, not horrible movie because I think it's kind of an interesting film, but uh, called The Counselor. Okay, I'm not familiar. Okay, yeah, I think it kind of came out very quickly. It's based on a book um, that by the same writer as um, as uh, No Country for Old Men. Okay, so it has the same. The same ironic detachment to human depravity that that movie has as well, and and in this film, it's it's just someone does like one one bad thing to get some money, and then it just spirals out from there, and, and everyone's dead. <laughs> it's like bit by bit, everyone yeah. gets killed in, in horrible ways. Like his girlfriend, the last you see of her is just her corpse tumbling out of a bulldozer in, 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 a, in a garbage dump, and no one notices that she was even there, and she's just buried under all this trash. And you're just like, ugh. <laughs> it only gets worse. Yeah, it's just terrible. 
I think I might have a little bit of uh, communism in me because, like, every time I see something like a, a whenever I see a game show, yeah, where it's one of those high end game shows, and sure, like sure. you can win a hundred thousand dollars sure. or a million dollars or whatever. Is there a pyramid involved? There could be a pyramid. There could be a pyramid involved. Okay. Well, yeah, a pyramid especially, mm. but like. Um, but you know something like they have their their real high stakes Jeopardy yeah, yeah. or whatnot. Sure, sure, sure. And I always think like, well, is there anything preventing the uh, contestants from getting together beforehand and just going, let's just split the money? Because like, if there's a guaranteed, mm. if there's a guaranteed, amount, yeah, yeah. Like, say it's a uh, hundred thousand dollars. Sure. And 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 you just go up and go like, we all get thirty three thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, we all play the game. Yeah. We yeah. play as hard as we can. We don't. We, you know, we're not, uh, we're not cheating or anything. Yeah. But is there anything preventing us at the end of it mm. from just splitting the money? Cause all, uh, what I'm looking at here is $33,000 for a half hour's work. <laughs> Anyone else see that? Yeah, sure. You know, what do you think about a guaranteed? We're three know. very smart people. <laughs> so as three smart people, yeah. does it make more sense to risk it? Yeah. That one of us is getting a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Or does it make more sense to go, we're guaranteed 33000 dollars we're still gonna have fun yeah. we're still gonna play the game no one out there is gonna know but we're gonna like split the dough why it's, why not do that it's that's i think it's well you know because people want the hundred thousand dollars that's that's what it comes they down to they also want the thirty three thousand dollars not as much as they want the hundred thousand dollars and each one of those people is thinking i'm the one eh, maybe they i'm are. the one who'll get it but they're smart it's kind of like that <laughs> scene in art school confidential when Okay, I Dan, haven't seen it. Oh, no, I'm just talking about the comic oh, okay. where Dan Close has the teacher telling the students, you know, it's confidentially only one of you is going to succeed. The rest of you are just wasting your time and you're just going to end up in, in uh, low paying jobs. But everyone, every student in the class has above their head, I'm the one. Yep. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. So, yeah, this is natural. It's human nature, I think, to think I'm the one. Yeah. Especially in our, in our culture, in our culture of, of individuals. It would be, yeah, I just wonder how long you can get away with that with something like Jeopardy. Where just like whoever wins then continues that yeah. and just goes, well, just like with the others. And then all of a sudden, like, the game is so relaxed because they're all like, it's fine. You know what? I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet yeah. a lot. I'm going to bet a whole bunch. Here we go. But there's so much ego in there, you know, like, you want to show. You're still showing off your smarts. I guess, I guess. The world is seeing how smart you are and they don't. Yeah. They don't know that you're, like, uh, splitting the dough at the end. But with Jeopardy, I mean, it's possible. I mean, but Jeopardy. Everyone else is gone. The next day, it's a two new two new people. Yeah, and then you talk to them and go like, "Here's the deal that I had with those guys." And guess what? I've been on the show now for two days in a row. Yeah, I've made sixty six thousand dollars. Yeah, how about that? You're guaranteed. By the way, that's letting you know that I'm good at this game. Yeah, and I've had a bit of a run, and I'm warmed up. Yeah, so your odds of winning are are short are smaller yeah. than they should be, but. You could have $33,000, guaranteed. <laughs> Especially, uh, I think where I was thinking about this was Wheel of Fortune, mm. where they actually do have some pretty large amounts of money by the end. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, why, what's, what's to stop you? What's the what's The, the what's wheel. The, the wheel is there to stop you. How so? Because it could, you could get, uh, you know, whatever, bankrupt, and then all your money goes oh, away. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Two of you are going to lose. Yeah. Uh, but one of you is going to go up for the big uh, prize at the end, and one of you is going to win with a certain amount of money. Sure. So you know, split up. Again, that's the uh, that's the commie in me. <laughs> when it gets to crazy amounts of money, I always think that whenever I see a million dollar prize on one of those shows, yeah, split it, split it. You each get like fifth, like five hundred thousand dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Not what the fuck? Why wouldn't you do it? I think. I mean, that's, that's very nice. I think even I think people even if someone went like say they went like you know you're getting five hundred thousand dollars. What a nice day that is. For they you. say someone like when they're they're like a fifty million dollar lottery yeah pot, and then two people win it and they have to split it. I bet you both of them are kind of like oh, I wish I won it all. Even though, yes, realistically, $25 million is a hell of a lot of money. Like, who wouldn't be happy with yeah. that? At the same time, both people would be like, oh, man, if that other person hadn't won. Then you'd I'd be able 50, to buy what else? I'd have $50 million. It doesn't matter. It's just the thought of it, right? That's what people would be thinking. I think that's the problem. People it's like, it's, yeah, it's not, uh, it's, you know, hey, I've got infinite wishes. I've got double infinite wishes. <laughs> oh, lucky. It's like, well, it's the same amount of wishes. It's yeah. fine. What is it you want? What would fulfill It would take you? twice as long to run through it all carelessly. Yeah, if you were diving <laughs> on a diving board into the money, it would be a little higher up, so it would hurt less when you hit the yeah. uh, the your coins. When I spend it frivolous, frivolously for five years and run out, run through it all quickly, it's. Uh, what happens to Scrooge's uh, Uncle Scrooge's money when he dies? Goes to Donald. Do you think so? Yep. Because Uncle Scrooge is old. Yeah, he is. Like he's substantially old. He was in Frontier days. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he's old. I mean... Especially for a duck. The weird thing about Scrooge McDuck is that the comics are from the 50s. Okay. So Frontier Days weren't that far in the past. How old do you think Scrooge is? 70? In duck 60 years. at the youngest. Yeah. 60 at the youngest. Yep. So back in those days, he had another 20 years. Sure. Okay? At any at any any day. Right. He might have had it feels like, five years. It feels like you're setting yourself up for a murder mystery with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, right? <laughs> but like, they're, like, they're not. Because they're, they're, they're going to have to split the money when Donald, when Donald uh, yeah, quacks. When, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking like uh, it'd be a real like bills out kind of situation. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Could be. And he and Donald's a hard guy to kill. He's been through a lot. <laughs> yes. You can push that guy off a cliff and he's not going to die. <laughs> well, he flies, so he's pretty... Can he? No, I don't think Donald Does, can, can fly. fly. He can't fly. Daffy can fly. Donald oh, okay. cannot fly. That's very different. Oh, all right. Yeah. Too, too, his wings are too short. I don't think... I do not think that Donald has wings. I think oh, he's just got they're arms. They truly are arms. He's truly... Whereas I think, I think Daffy has uh, uh, wings. Because, again, I've seen Daffy fly. Yeah, you're right. That's an interesting point, actually, because sometimes you'll see Bugs Bunny and he'll hop like a bunny. Yeah. He'll be very bunny-like. And then something happens, of course, then he becomes Bugs Bunny. Right. But up to that point, he could just be a bunny. Here's the other difference is uh, Donald, clothes. Yeah. Daffy, no clothes. No clothes. Well, he's a duck. Nude as a duck. Because <laughs> he's a duck. <laughs> he has feathers. He's not totally naked. That Well, you've got body hair on you and then uh, you could... Uh, not as much. It's, not, it's not like feathers, though. Okay. Feathers are, you know, they're a little more... So you don't think a dinosaur was naked? I don't think it. Did. <laughs> it depends how how thick the feathers were, I guess. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm not disappearing. I'm not saying he's not. It makes naked. it seem sexier in dinosaur times. Either. They think like they were all nude. <laughs> I'm not it was saying, real sexy dino. I'm not days. saying he wasn't naked. I'm just saying that the feathers kind of helped. What temperature the, was the Earth? Even hotter with all those naked dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> <on it. laughs> wow. Yeah. Little stegosaurus there. Nice. Little triceratops. Sure. Triceratops next to him. <laughs> How come they didn't explain this for Dino Town? Okay. You got you to gotta give me triceratops and triceratops. You got to give me that. Sorry. Back the car up. Yep. It was That's one good. of those situations where you didn't say, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking about Dino Town. Yeah. Dino Town was fine. Yeah. It wasn't as good as Flintstones Village. No, no, no. But if they'd brought in that element to it. The sexiness? Yeah. Do you think the dinosaurs in Dinotown were wearing clothes? Oh, I guess they were. Yeah. 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 
Because they were business dinosaurs. <laughs> That's right. They're all business. They'll wear three-piece suits. Yeah. It was also weird when they'd do the dino show and they'd sing some songs. Then it would be that weird moment at the end where they'd have a moment of silence for the dinosaurs that died in the meteor. <laughs> and then he'd, the dinosaur would just sit down and like yes. light a cigarette and just take a long drag and just remember his friends. It's like just a like single it, spot laid on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's it's the middle of the day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and just like, no one saw it coming. I only survived because I was in a cave. Anyway, <laughs> you're not allowed to smoke. Uh-huh. That's right. What I've been through? Yeah. Smoking is the least of my problems. How dare you judge me, you son of a bitch mammal. Son of a- hey, whoa, whoa, don't use the M word. She's like, he's got a bit of a problem with you, you mammals. Uh, he watched his family die and you guys all survived. Anyway, let's all have a good time and let's all sing Roll, roll Out the Barrel. Ready? Okay. This side first. This side first. Where do you get that second cigarette? <laughs> My God. So you went to Dinotown, obviously. Yes. You saw the play? You saw the musical? Um, I remember the Flintstones musical more than I remember okay. the Dinosaur musical. I don't think I ever went there as Flintstones Village. I went there as, as Dinotown with the kids. It would be uh, Dino and Barney. Hmm. They had limited amounts of uh, Flintstones characters. Okay. I think Fred was there, but it was mostly Dino and Barney. It <laughs> <which> really <laughs> seems B-list. <laughs> Um, and they they led people into some songs. Yeah, there was really nothing for them to do because they're just in mascot outfits and they can't do shit. Yeah, yeah, no, but, no. you know they go up. No, as my my uh, review of the musical for Dino Town would have been uh, interminable. <laughs> simple, simple. I'm review. rooting for the meteor. Hey, you <laughs> fuck, my friend, my family died. <laughs> Throws yeah, down a cigarette, just... tries hitting you with its tiny arms, can't reach. It's, yeah, I mean, there's something about. There's something that only bored teenagers can bring to to a thing, the ennui that's it's like visible on stage. Yeah. It's just like pouring down on you. From Do you have any audience. questions? Yeah. Which of you uh, mascots are dating? <laughs> All of us. Because there's no way two of you aren't. Yeah. No, it's true. I've been a mascot. This is how this plays out. <laughs> you tell me what's going on. I'm, I'm going out with the great gazoo. Good for you. Why is gazoo in Dino Town? And somewhere in Dino, <laughs> somewhere are dinosaurs and somewhere just like human costume like just as humans not human costume they were actual humans just humans they were like, dinosaurs in human in human costumes yeah okay so it was actual humans like interacting as, with the dinosaurs as cavemen nope wait just okay. regular wait regular. and they were they were characters just, interacting with the dinosaurs yeah wait so what's the conceit there's no conceit just that just, they just work at the park they just work at the park and this is a show come on kids clap your oh, hands oh damn it they were so close to jurassic park <laughs> Weren't they? It already Jurassic Park had already happened. They could have easily. I mean, it, it already happened. You know what? And no one was using that as the model. No big cartoon dinosaurs like in this park. <laughs> Strangely enough, no, not with little kids in the audience. Oh my gosh! They did not bring in the horrific elements of dinosaurs attacking. There is humans. a there is a Saturday morning like Jurassic Park cartoon. Mm. So I was just thinking, there's no way there's not, and of course there's not. There is. Yes, of course that exists. I remember that. It has to, so it is. <laughs> it exists. Um, yeah, so the kids would be. I just think it, you know, it saved on money because we only had a couple of dinosaur costumes, and so <laughs> the rest of the kids were just like dressed in normal street clothes. Uh, if I lived closer, and a song about not littering. If I lived closer, I would have been one of those damn dinosaurs for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if you lived in Agassiz, you would have had had your parents drive you across the bridge over towards Bridal Falls, where Dino Town was. Yeah, and you would just have too far participated. 
If there was a bus that went there, I would have been. <laughs> I would have been doing it. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. No, not even. A that bus. was a very mascotty. Yeah, yeah. Time of life. Sure, sure. I yeah. You know, you put in your. You're a working actor. You put in your time. Yep. You know, that's why you appreciated the the, the roles you got as a teenager. Yeah, I was a trained liar. <laughs> uh, I actually was a trained liar. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did lie about a lot of stuff. Sure, me too. Uh, but that's not lying. Mm, Storytelling. No. It's being a storyteller. I'm lying. Okay. I was more of a storyteller. I would tell like terrible lies about things. Uh-huh. Things that I did, never did, but I would tell people that I did. Right. I, but I sold the assumption that this is not real, obviously, right? I'm just telling you stories because I'm just a storyteller. I'm just making up stories. And I assume people realize that. And when they didn't, then I was kind of confused because these are really far-fetched stories. <laughs> There's no way this happened, but yeah. Yeah. People just kind of bought it. I guess when you're kids... You just kind of take things at face value. He said it happened. It happened. Yeah. Why would he lie? Why would Why would he lie? I don't think he's got a resume. He's not a child actor. <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, no. Just a fantasist. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. We're going to send him to fantasist uh, jail. <laughs> just enjoyed enjoyed. Stories. Just pretend it's a mystical prison. Yeah. Guarded by a dragon. Sure. And when you're a kid, you're, you know. Just pretend s- you're in sex Such jail. niceties are beyond you. Mm-hmm. Is telling the truth all the time. Pfft. Well, it's the fun of that. This is the this is the sad thing. It's like um, let me just uh, swallow my uh, candy and your pride. Chewier than <laughs> expected. Chewier than expected. <laughs> there are a couple of real whopper lies yeah. that I told when I was in my early twenties. Okay, that uh, led to good things for me. In oh, the, that's good. Oh, not so much. It's good. Um, Wait, did I it mean, come I, back around and well, put you in the ass? There's, yeah, there's all these like I can remember clearly like about. Four uh, things I did that were the right thing to do. Yeah, uh, that have all like led to uh, sadness. And I remember quite clearly at least three things uh, that were big lies. Yeah, that were the wrong thing to do. Uh, that led to all good things uh, later on. As in like positive things that yeah. everyone's happy about, and led to you know amazing friendships and and, yeah. and wonderful things and travel sure. and all this other stuff. Yeah, and like it's it's always like sits weirdly with me that. Doing the wrong thing led to the right thing, and doing the right thing led to the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, in in these examples, you know, you think, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I still probably, eh, I probably still would do all those things. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, as when I, yeah, it was when I was a kid that that, that I was uh, would tell these kind of giant whoppers. But as an adult, or as a you know, as a more mature, yeah, person, I did not uh, lie. As no, I'm actively I'm sure I lied, but I just I just didn't lie. Like, here would be an example. I do enough jobs that I think I can like say this, and and you wouldn't be able to pinpoint the one that mm. I'm talking about. Okay. But I was I was I was having kind of a like a shitty week, um, just feeling like real off about some some work stuff that I was doing, and trying to track down why am I feeling so ugh about this? Yeah, and I think it was because I, I passed the point with this job where where I realized I can't make this good. Okay. I can't make it good. There's no way uh, with... The, oh, this is this week that this happened. Yeah. Okay. That uh, there's no way... It may be a little last week. Uh, I can't... There's no way with the notes and stuff that I'm getting that I'm in any way able to make this good. And mm. any repairs I would I would make would be taken away and anything I would do would be taken away and I can't make it good. So all I can do is kind of sit here and make arbitrary changes and it's it's kind of like looking like I'm working, but yeah. I'm not really working. Yeah. But I've got to look like I'm doing something. 
And, uh, and where this really came to pass was there was this uh, Zoom meeting that I was on with a bunch of other people. And uh, one of the people was late and like about five minutes late. And none of us were talking to each other. And I could tell it was like, oh, none of us are having fun with this. Okay. And none of us, like normally, because it would be kind of a jokey thing where it would be like trying to pitch jokes for things or whatever. It's like, we all realize none of these jokes would matter or be accepted. Or this isn't an environment where people would be open to this. Yeah. But then when we're actually talking, everyone's got to put on this fake positivity of just like, you know, things are going ahead. Yep. Things are going all right. Yep. And I'm just like, it's just this quiet lying <laughs> of like, you know, and and I, I really have an issue with lying on like almost any level uh, and just that kind of bullshitty things are going good. We'll take care of that. That's going to be great. Yeah. So you fine with these changes? These changes are uh, fine by me. Yeah, this all works out great. And like uh, in any other circumstance, I'd be going, and here's how you fix these three glaring problems. Yeah, yeah. But it's like looking at something that's on fire and just going, looks good to me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Okie doke. We all, all want to keep working. So uh, that's, yep, okay. And knowing that everyone else is lying and know that they know that you're lying and we're all lying wow. and we're just going for it. And I just went, ugh, yeah, that's I got to... I got to make sure I'm doing other shit so that I don't have to do this kind of thing. That does sound kind of gross. It breaks it breaks your spirit after yeah. a certain point. Yeah. But but you know, on the other hand, so many people go to work and you know they have to put on a smile mm -hmm. and go uh, happy to see you. Yeah. What can I help you with? Things yeah. are great. And and you know, uh, how's your day going? My day's going good, real good. Okay, so what can I get you? You know, and so you know, it's a normal thing that people have to fucking do. And. Yep. You know, it just, uh, I have a real problem with it, putting on that fake, hmm. And just, again, that no one was talking. I was like, there's a bunch of artistic people in this Zoom meeting together, and no one's jamming and goofing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it takes a lot to break everyone's spirit. <laughs> but I've been in rooms like this. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. used to be a sitcom I worked on, and uh, and we'd be jamming on ideas all day long. And trying to fix uh, the script. And then, uh, you know, we'd go, oh, I think we really got it. We really got it. Yeah. And then the uh, producer would come in and just be in a real shit mood. Like, real fucking shit mood. Just like, what a fucking day I had. And sit down and then look at the thing. And like, no, we can't do any of that. And we just all the spirits would be broken. And uh, they'd get up and he'd leave. And we'd just all be like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah? yeah, and you're just like you've just like kicked everyone down the slippery mountain, yeah. and it's gonna take forever to now make them go back up the hill. And mm. ugh, and I realized, well, this ain't for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because you're right. Like even us two, where we obviously both beaten each other into submission, we joke and you know before even the show starts, we're like yakking and yeah, cracking super jokes and stuff like that. And then when the show starts, we have nothing to say. <laughs> but. So we have to fight about flashbacks. <laughs> fight about flashbacks. And so it's just interesting, like, yeah, that, that you're right. Like when you get like a group of people together, like who like to joke and, and laugh, like it's it's hard to not have like jokes and and fun. You know, like it's weird that it's it's just weird to me, right? Like yeah. I mean, I've been, it should again, be like a social time. And I've been part starts. of a theater company too, where, you know, we've had these meetings about things and it's like our annual general meeting. And everyone's real bummed. Like, yeah. it's just bummed. <laughs> I'm like, the funniest people in the city are in this room. And you've fl you flipped this so hard yeah. that everyone's, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, 
that took a lot of effort. <laughs> Holy shit. You know? Oh, that's interesting. It's the equivalent of like, you know, you're you're you're, you're laughing with your, your siblings downstairs and dad comes and yells, yeah. like, keep it down. Yeah. And like all of a sudden yeah. now we're all in, yeah. we're all. No fun. We're all like, t- the wind's taken out yeah. of us. Yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, or, what we're enjoying was wrong. We or, were wrong and we're bad people. Although it's not that hard to take the fun out of this. I was thinking um, a little while ago is with some with some friends and family and we were joking around and one of them one of one of us said said oh isn't this great we're all joking around and having fun and as soon as they said that everyone stopped joking around and having fun because once you point it out the the freshness of it is gone like the the spont- spontaneity is gone you've taken it away so then everyone's just like looking at their shoes so that's one thing like we just started a new podcast called refresh my memory uh that i'm not Do a, tell. a voice in i'm just a producer i sit where you're sitting and Occasionally, uh, forget to turn on a microphone. Whoops. <laughs> Enjoy our Close Encounters episode. You'll uh, see what happens with that. Um, but I just, I like the idea of putting people together who are like kind of good people, funny people. Yeah. And who seem that they'll have a, a good time together. Mm. And so far, so good. Yeah. Like, you know, for whatever the show is, it, it's clearly people having a good time. Yeah. In a room for like a half hour. And I'm like, yeah. That's what you want. And if it wasn't that, well, wrap it up. You know, <laughs> it's fine. Move on to the next thing. Yeah. But like when it's so weird to me, like the people who are running things can't look at a room and just go, huh, everyone seems to be miserable or everyone's not really, there's no energy, not even like actively yeah. complaining, yeah. but just quiet, doing their own thing, looking down. It's just like, huh, you know, well, so you want to spark up the room a little bit we want to like get the spirits up a little yeah, bit yeah, there's gonna yeah. be something right you, you all see this right you Our don't spirits don't. or let's, you don't let's care. get together and, and fall backwards into my arms yeah well yeah let's not go into the woods <laughs> we don't want to do that because that's the equivalent of we're all laughing and having a good time right like no that's that's forcing it too much that's true i think it really just comes down to accepting people's ideas and ha- and and uh, making them feel valuable and like you know their contributions matter mm, and i mm. think at this point with this one gig it's like you know we make our contributions it gets taken and everything gets taken away mm. because you know the higher ups have to put their fingerprints on it yeah and so you know everyone uh, gives a note and to the point where things don't make sense <laughs> and there's no logic and uh, it's like okay well now you understand the that last star wars film which was the last Star Wars? The Star- Skywalker, the last Skywalker. Okay. Or was that what it called? Something, the last of the Rise Skywalkers. of uh, Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Now you understand, like, when, when a committee makes something, it's going to suck. Yeah. What's your name? Ray. Ray who? Why do you ask that? Many characters <laughs> just have one name. What's Yoda's last name? Is it Ch- Grogu. Ch- Chewbacca Brokowitz? Like, what are you, what are you asking last name for? last name also who are you <laughs> nosy neighbor lady want nosy neighbor where there's no one around there's one damn building <laughs> what the I'm, hell are you doing are you I'm worried nosy. i'm breaking into this thing there's jawas around here do, do, do you talk to every jawa and go who are you where you hang around the house like do you do that because they're gonna kill you man <laughs> idiot Ray who keep on going Ray hey Bobe banana fanafo fuck you that's my name roll credits Star Wars how'd you like this trilogy <laughs> that's right oh boy someone liked it yeah someone liked it don't ask me who yeah <laughs> uh, last night I went to um I went to a book launch 
I've been four, to I've been to two book launches four, in the last two weeks. The first one was for Robin Bougie's new Gutter Hunter. Oh, cool! Issue three. Shout out to Robin Bougie, one of the best. Went there. Simply the best. He's great. He is. He's a great former cat. friend of the show as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, great wife as well. Sometimes you don't get a great wife with a great person. <laughs> in your case, you do. In yeah. my case, you do. Yeah. In Robin's case, you do. Well, you seem to be Rebecca Dart. Seem to be naming a lot of. Seems like you're wrong that you do get a great wife in these situations. No, there's a lot of people that don't. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> and you don't get a great husband. It's not a necessary. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, I didn't always follow. No. Um, yeah. So when we were there, you know, so obviously met Robin and Rebecca was there as well. James Lloyd. Former friend of the show. Young James Lloyd. Young James Lloyd and uh, uh, Susan as well. Yeah. Young Susan Ferguson. Young Susan Ferguson. And, but also met a three-time Sneaky Dragon appearer. <laughs> Colin Upton was there. Oh, nice. And then I met a lady friend of his. Not a lady friend of his, but that's a, friend, a lot of that's a, a friend lot of, who's a lady. Okay, but let me just say, that's a lot of autobiographical cartoons. That is a lot of... Like, was, like you just like when you walk yeah. into that, just like, stop trying to get a story out of me. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Nothing about this is, goes into print. And you never know when you'll appear in their comic, because they won't tell you. I know. And the, you and have you, to buy the book, and you then you read it. up. Yeah, you don't <laughs> you get a free copy. <laughs> you don't get a free copy. It feels like you should get a free copy. <laughs> it's fine. I was... We're just there. It's yeah. Fine. Okay, but sorry, you met a lady friend of... A, not a lady, but a, a friend who's a lady who's of, a friend who's of a lady? Colin. Uh, her name is Ivana Filipo, Filipovic. She's Serbian. Yes. And so while we were chatting. Does she, is, is her book, What's Fear Got to Do With yes. It? Yes. It's upstairs. Cool. What yes. do you think of it? It's okay. Let's, let's I just go got on, it. Let's I got keep it last going night. with conversations. So <laughs> I, um, I went. Uh, so yeah. So, so we had Robin Singy. And then. She mentioned that she was doing a, having a book launch in yeah. a couple of weeks. So we're like, cool. And then Lisa went uh, a week ago. She went to, the, uh, to a dance recital with a friend and they ran into Ivana there. Mm-hmm. And so when Lisa said that, I said, well, I guess now we have to go to the book release. <laughs> you see, you met her twice. So we went last night. Have you been to the new Luckies yet? That was the Luckies. Yeah. So that was, I hadn't been there yet. It's a really nice yeah, location. Yeah, boy, you know, it when really you thought they up. were just going to like uh, get yeah. sh- shut down and all of a sudden, hey, falling upwards in the world. Yeah, so pe- just so people know, uh, Lucky's com- Comics and Books is a obviously a bookstore here in Vancouver. Uh, they were sort of renovated or at least uh, rentally rental evicted from their from their location. Which could be worse, you know. It could be you're set on fire. Yes, that's right. Luckily, yeah, luckily their, their store uh, inventory was not... Not lost in a they blaze. They went with option B. Yes. yes. They just threw them out. And so, but now they're down like a couple of doors up from Heritage Hall. And a, right beside a crazy store. Urban Source? What's it called? Urban Source? Yeah. Yeah, we go there all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never even seen it before. A whole bunch of random stuff. It's yeah. just nuts. Yeah, you're looking inside. They're like, sell, they sell slides. Yeah. They have like exposed film. Yeah. <laughs> lots of little boxes. Lots of little, lots bo- little craft things yeah, too. So it's kind of like a scrapbooking kind yeah. of place, I guess. That's, That's been around great. for a long time. Oh, it's great. It's great if a store like that can exist. So obviously the rents on this in this place are pretty good. And Lucky is lucky to get in there because yeah. they have more space. Also next to, very close to Hasty Market. Yeah. Which is a great place to get a lot of weird candy and soda and yeah. cereals. And there was recently a documentary done about the... Uh, about the about the store and oh, wow. the uh, and the person who uh, runs it. Neat. And it's a, it's a great, very touching documentary about the neighborhood. Yeah. Fine. And next to that, on the other side, Heritage Hall, which is where I yeah. got uh, married, and you were my best man. That's true, co-best man. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So, so yeah, we went there, 
and uh, James was the MC. He right. did a little question, I've uh, seen question many and answer. Pictures of that event, yeah. Um, I didn't see you at the in the pictures, so your story isn't holding a lot of water. Really? Because it's funny. I was where Lisa and I right at the front, off to the off to the huh. the left. All right. Well, I'm gonna maybe look at pictures yeah. Of check this it out because you'll see you'll see. It. So Lisa had to leave a couple times because she found it incredibly hot in the in the room. Oh, okay. So she had to leave a couple times, but I, I was there for the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so it was fun. We met some. I met some other people. I didn't know, but Colin was there. Obviously, James was there. Young James, James Lloyd was there, and young Susan Ferguson. But also uh, Jason Turner, another comic artist about I town. I like Jason Turner. Oh, I love his bit. work. Yeah, he's really good. Um, who else was there? Um, Doug Savage Chicken. Yep. Don't know his last name. But Savage. Doug Savage. Oh, that is Doug Savage. <laughs> There's a clue in the title. It's very big, big clue. I should remember that. But anyway, Doug Savage was there. We were talking for a little bit, and he's a, he's a good egg. I met a, a lady I never met before named Nancy Vo. I don't know who, who that is. Did a children's book called Boobies. Nice, which is uh, about the birds, but also oh. but also has a lot of fun sort of little references to boobies. Nice. So that's that's and so she was very nice. It was nice to meet her, and then just like you say, so we were with Colin, Nancy. Uh, who else was there? James, I guess, was there, or someone else. So if there was like a, a, a big fire broke out in there and you all died, uh, the, every, there'd be a lot uh, more work for the rest of the cartoonists and stuff. Right? <laughs> That's right. It would have been yeah. it would have been a clearing out of the 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 the, the uh, people Pretty in your good. way. People in your way. Yeah. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm I'm having a hard time here. I'm looking at pictures and uh, I'm not seeing any of the events, even though I've seen many for the events. Yeah, I don't. Oh, well. I don't know why I'm not in pictures because I was literally there. You ought to be in pictures. But I, I while I was there, I also found I didn't realize that they were doing this, but they I found like a collection of the beginning of. Rumiko Takahashi's, you know, who did Inuyasha and Ranma, okay. one and a half, uh, her her uh, mermaid series, which is a crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy series. So I found one book one time at Valley Village and I read it and I was just like, this is the nuts, nuttiest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I never found any more. And then I found this the book there at Lucky's. They had the first of this omnibus collection. So I bought that. And then also they had Sammy Harkham's fabulous Blood of the Virgin. Uh, What's co- that about? It is about a it is about the making of a a, a B horror movie in 1970s Hollywood, and the movie is called Blood of the Virgin. Oh, and sounds so good. The guy who is working on it, I think, is either the editor. I think he's the editor. Yeah, so he's working on the film as the editor, and so it has his life you know, living in the Hollywood of that time of these sort of B level, you know, celebrities, and and uh, and it's a really good book. Oh, cool! It's really good. I haven't finished it. I always find something at Lucky's that's like, hey. And it's nice. It's a big hardcover collection oh. with color in it. $41. That is a reasonable price. That is very reasonable. For a, for a book like that. It's very nice. It has yep. a dust jacket and a whole, a whole 10 yards. $41. So If I've, you are in Vancouver, do stop at Lucky's. It's worthwhile. Yeah. I'm gonna also, go, back. Go, by, by, go by the Eighth Dimension as well. They're having a big uh, sale still. Yeah. They're still around. Someone said, they, someone said uh, so you got all the books you want? I said, no, but I have to stop. Or I'm going to bankrupt Lisa, so <laughs> yes, we'll stop here because uh, I'm a lunatic and I'm with, you know I already have books piled up at home that I have not. I have to have a book in a box. I haven't even opened the box yet. That's how I'm been getting behind in my reading. So. I read. Um, sorry, are you? Is, no, no. Is that? I read uh, Brent Butt's uh, new novel, uh, Huge. Yes, and uh, Susan was at the reading. Oh, really? Susan oh, James nice. read the reading. Yeah, nice. Uh, they uh, and here's the thing about it is it's it's a thrilling thriller it's got real good thrilly scenes and all the things and stuff occurs yeah but like the scariest scene to me is when describes the uh the yeah, gig yeah. off the top yeah yeah 
That's probably I'm sure. It just breaks it all down beautifully. And all of a sudden, I'm in Oliver, B.C. I can smell the rug. Yeah. He also describes the motel that he's staying in. Mm. Oh, my God. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking exactly. And it's like it takes place in the early 90s. So it's like it's when I was doing stand up and it's just like, oh, man. And there's like a, the booker. And I'm like, I know who that is. I know who you're talking about. I don't know if I mentioned the, did I mention this Colin Campbell thing like last time? You didn't. You did mention like being kind of brought back the, the evocation of the. Yeah. Like, yeah. I brought, there's a mention there about Campbelling the room, which is, uh, when you, uh, when you, uh, annoy the room off the top on purpose so you can win the back later. Okay. And it's from a stand up who was so good. They yeah. were bored. Yeah. And so they'd always want to like get the audience mad at them so they could win them back and just prove how good a comic they were. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they could do any room. Yeah. And, uh, I toured with that guy. Okay. And so I'm just like, jeez, it was just like too many. <laughs> like that was what was creeping me out with the details where I just like, I just expect the book at some point just talking directly to me mm. and just like, so, reading in the bathtub, eh, Ian? How are you enjoying the book so far? <laughs> yes, I can see you. Be quiet. Don't say a word. Just keep the book up. Keep reading. Nice and easy. Turn the page. Everything's fine. We don't... Oh, there's a toaster behind you. What? Shut up. Just keep reading. Don't want the toaster to fall in the tub. You might fall in the tub if you try to get out of the tub. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's a good uh, it's a good book. Well, uh, well worth a read. So, good on Brad. Actually, if I had seen it last night at Lucky's, and I didn't actually... <laughs> I didn't think to look for it, even though, like I say, Susan uh, mentioned... I don't think it would have been at Lucky's. They have books there. Yeah, but I don't know why that would have been... They, I don't know. Do they have thriller books and stuff Yeah, they like got that? Stephen King there. They got... Oh, well, then, yeah, 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 they should have it. Yeah, I'm sure they would. They'll have local authors. Yeah, because they had, like, a big area of, um, like, nicely displayed mini-comics and stuff from local artists, which I, yeah. I liked a lot. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I don't know if you like... I mean, it sounds like it's a very um, dark story, the story that she did. In fact... Um, I, I yeah, Ivana said when she was approached to do it, it's based on a story that she'd already written, like in the nineties. Yes, and so someone uh, from a conundrum press approached her, and he said, "I'd love it if you expanded that story, like added another thirty pages to it." And then she got, I think, like some Canada Council uh, grant stuff. Yeah. At least that's what it says inside the book. Yes, she mentioned that too for working in three D uh, modeling as a as a way to to. Uh, Anyway, working with 3D modeling was what she got the grant for. Okay. So I guess she did some 3D modeling for her character studies and stuff like that. All right. I'm not too certain. But she did mention... Very well-designed characters. Uh, really like the Richmond Night Market stuff off the mm-hmm. top. I think the cover is brilliant. It's beautiful. Yeah. And Holy I think the drawing style is very, very nice. Yep. Um, but yeah, she did say it's the, my least favorite story that I've ever done. <laughs> And she also said... Did she say that at the beginning of the uh, pitch for the book? No, no. She just mentioned this in the talk. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she's she's at the book launch going, yeah. this is my least favorite story I've ever done. Well, this uh, of the when they asked for her to, to do that short story, that's okay. her least favorite story that she... That she All right. Because she said it's it's such a dark story. And she said, and I, you just have to go with a story. And it's, she said, it's a very dark story. Like, no one is good in this story. Okay. And uh, that's fine. I mean, that's kind of a 70s sort of a thing, so... And I love seventies movies, so I'm I'm in I'm in I'm into it anyway. I haven't read it yet, I just got it last night, so uh, as well as Butter the Virgin and uh Mermaids. Books that'll all go in a pile in my basement and I will look at it occasionally. And sometimes they'll books will come out of that pile and I'll read them. But it'll take a while. Because that's life. Because you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna go by Value Village sometime in the next little while and I'm gonna buy more books. And then those will go into the pile. <laughs> yeah, I'm, what I'm uh 
Oh, let me. I'm trying to find. Because I went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the other night, the other day, with, right? with Mary in the afternoon on, on Monday, on, on, on our Thanksgiving holiday day on the Monday. And I really enjoyed the film, by the way. I thought it was a lot of fun. But after it, I dropped by Valley Village, and of course, I picked up, I picked up two books, uh, two science fiction books. And then I also bought, I found a Rita Lee. The Brazilian singer. I found a DVD of her playing live there. Oh, okay. I'm not Valley, familiar with them. At Valley Village in Chilliwack. All right. I found a Brazilian artist. And then I, but I also found a, it was a, the movie Seven. Yeah. Which I do not like that movie. I know. But Mary is a David Fincher fan. So I bought that for her because it's oh, it, okay. it commentary tracks and a, and a whole disc of supplemental materials. So she loves all that kind of stuff on DVDs. So I bought that for her. Even though I, I know it's not her favorite film, she'll still like it for her. It'd be fun if you could do your own commentary track just yeah. going. And, you know, I don't like it. So, I don't like this scene either. I don't, I don't like, like this at all. This is a movie for people who want to feel better than other people. <laughs> this is a movie for self-righteous prudes who think it's okay for someone who's slutty to be murdered by a, by a, by a dildo. This is a movie for people who think fat people are guilty of something and should, should die just because they're fat. That's not my idea of a, a movie about serial killers are geniuses, and serial killers are psychic geniuses, and that every every which way that movie strikes me as a false note, and I hate it. And there you go. Fair enough. I hate it so much. I got myself banned from one of Lisa's friends' houses for for uh, saying how much I hate that movie. <laughs> and it turned out she loved it. She loves that film. Okay. But knowing her personality, I feel like I was right in all my criticisms of it. Yep. <laughs> also got myself banned how did you find out about the ban uh, just never invited back or yeah, was there never, an official never don't invited, bring Dave no, next time well yeah that never never invited back and also yeah don't don't bring Dave around oh it was actually said out yeah, loud yeah. that seems like one of the seven deadly sins <laughs> yes she should be she should be murdered I know she shouldn't be murdered no I wouldn't even say be. that no. no that would be a terrible thing to happen to anyone even it someone feel, that I feels like I don't even you, I don't even not like her I just right but I know all that she's the old timey stories yeah. as we've said uh, start with like you know what's the important most important thing don't uh, kill no no that's fine sometimes <laughs> yeah. okay don't have sex with your daughters no no occasionally that's that's all right <laughs> okay geez uh <laughs> don't blaspheme well, you can sort of uh, get away with it once in a while yeah oh okay uh, I, I I don't know then uh, be hospitable to strangers <laughs> when a stranger drops by to tell you about stories, mm. stories about gods. Make sure you invite them in, have them sleep with your family and uh, give them food and uh, money and then leave. Sure. The greatest sin you could make. Even if they don't to, show up, you should still set a place for them. You should set a place for them. And whatever you do, don't kick them out. Yeah, yeah. Even if they say the wrong thing or start stealing your shit. Mm. You know, it feels like it feels like that's a really self-interested story that someone was yeah no kidding. Around. Every one of these <laughs> stories is like starts with hospitality is job one. Uh, now the books I've been reading are uh, I just had to look up the actual name. Okay, uh, unreliable narrator, me myself, and imposter syndrome. It's oh, a comedian uh, Aparna uh, Nancharia. Yep, been I there. Like, I like her work a lot, mm. and so you know, I've been enjoying that. Maria Bamford's "Sure, I'll Join Your Cult." I've been, yeah, I've been I listened well. to an interview with her, and I couldn't I couldn't go with her along with her cult thing. Oh, what was that? I just don't think that like uh, Alcohol Anonymous is a cult. That is, doesn't make any sense to me. What's the difference? Well, there's no leader of Alcoholics Anonymous. There's no like leader of it. Do you there's need no, to have to be a cult? Yeah, you have to have someone you're following as a cult. I think like someone who's manipulating people in order to to control them. You know. I guess I always just thought of it as a small religion. Like it's a religion that really hasn't you know 
I guess Alcoholics Anonymous isn't uh, isn't small. Well, I think when you say cult, yeah, like there's small C cults, which all religions are have cultic practices. But then there's large C cults, which are religions that you know make up or things that make a point of controlling your life through you know through um, various techniques that are known to like break down people's psyche in order to you know fill it fill that empty vessel with well, your with your one of the things about like a cult yeah is uh that, that i always remember is there's never a reason to leave a cult mm-hmm. that you know whatever reason you've got for leaving the cult that's wrong okay and to me the thing with alcoholics anonymous one of the things they've got is you're always an alcoholic yeah you're always an alcoholic so that oh no i feel like i don't have to drink anymore no, nah, you're still an alcoholic and mm-hmm. should still be part of this. Yeah. And you should still, you know, be part of the group. And it's like, hmm, that feels, that feels culty. There's definitely culty aspects to things. But it's, you know, it's free. It's free. There's cults no, can't be. There's no leader. There's no, there's no, nothing controlling you. There's no one who's going to make you wear tennis shoes and then have, make you drink something so you can go catch a, a passing comet. There's no one who's going to like end up in a firefight with the FBI and take you with them. You know, there's no. Well, that's a negative cult. There could be like positive <laughs> cults, you know. Well, I think. Are you think? Are you think? If you're just if you're assigning yeah. negativity to a cult. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's exactly it. Yeah, okay, I feel like all the right. Term the cult has like a negative. Then, then yeah, I mean that's hard. Then that's yeah. just that's a you know ethical judgment. Yeah. Uh, that you're that you're putting on there. I don't know if she's necessarily putting an ethical judgment as more as much as a structural judgment. Mm. If you look at the you know because again in the past I've kind of looked up things about cults yeah um again because my mother's been manipulated by this guy and also sure, I was, sure. Uh, uh, an improv company i was with i thought was uh using a lot of culty type things mm-hmm. to control people yeah and uh i could see how things in uh, aa or you know any of these you know yeah. 12 step i mean weight watchers anything you know like that has some cult a, a gym mm. A gym has like you know culty aspects of like there's no reason to ever leave the gym. Yes, but you can always leave. And same with uh, you can with Alcoholics Anonymous, you can just leave if you want. You know, yeah, like, you can, no, you can no leave just, a lot of cults no too. One, not really, like yeah, what? yeah, yeah. You can depends if they're like an aggressive cult that'll grab sure. you and whatever. Yeah, but like okay, let's take something like um, let's take something like the forum. Okay, all right. So that's a cult. Yep. All right, but has, they're not yeah, going to. Sure, it has cultic practices. Sure, yeah. Okay, but they're not going to stop you from leaving. I left. I walked out the door. Yeah, but that's different. You weren't like embedded in it. You were just on the periphery, learning about it. Right, like, but I was like, surrounded. You hadn't signed up. I for actually kind of literally had to run out the door. But <laughs> they, I was. They were trying not to get me to leave. Yeah, yeah. And anytime I said sure. something of like, I can't afford it. You can't not afford it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the money. Do you have someone who could lend you the money? Yeah. You know, uh, no, and then job. they use my own words against me of mm-hmm. like, well, you said you're having problems yeah. with this. I mean, why would you deny yourself this? You know, it's like, yeah, it's culty shit. Yeah, yeah. But the forum isn't just the forum. Like it has a person at the top, Werner Erhard, right? So he is he is getting all the money is going to him. Just like the same way that cult doesn't Nexium had key. Okay, I don't whatever necessarily his name is. think you need money. I, I don't necessarily think. You well, they need- wanted your money. The forum wanted your They money. did, but I think other organizations want power and they're self they're self sustaining, you know, in, in that, you know, people want to be part of this group. Mm. And yes, I understand that uh, AA's got a lot of positivity to it and it works for people and whatever works for people is yeah. is, is good. Are you saying they're in control of big coffee? That seems to be a big part of their meetings, getting the coffee ready. I think the structure of the meetings is designed, you know, in a way that uh, you know, is very similar to 
a structure of, you know, the forum meetings, you know, it's like they, they, they ask you what's your weakness and then what do they do with that? Then mm. now that you know your weak spot, yeah, like you need help. Okay. We're going to give you help. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give you help for money. Uh, he's going to give you help with sponsorship, but then you're going to be a sponsor later yeah. to someone else who needs help. Sure. And this is the way the healing ourselves pyramid scheme works. But and that's a positive. Yeah. I was going to say better. Pyramid, once again, pyramid scheme has a, is a negative sort of connotation. When I go to Catholic church, I have to like give 20 there, bucks into a dish. There's or no, there's no to. pyramid to, to, as far as I know, there's no pyramid to Alcoholics Anonymous. Like they're self-sustaining chapters. They don't, they don't all pay into like a, uh, inc- you know, a pot that gets bigger and bigger as think, it goes up the line. But do you think cults need to have like a payment kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I feel like there has to be there has to be some sort of. It has of, to be financial. It can't just be power. Well, power and fi- but I mean, money is part of power, right? Like that's how you be. have power is you have a lot of money, or you have a lot of people. Like you look at like the Bagnish uh, people in 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 that town in, in Oregon where you know they use their money to buy up the town, sure, right, so that they could have power over the town. They bought political power in that town so they mm-hmm. took over the town city council and they slowly turned the town into they threw out the original people who lived there and created their own town right they used the power of money and that was their power you know and the people there you know that's was also culty you know moonies were culty okay how about, get, how about this there's a reason that there's deep cult deep programmers sure. right yeah all right how about this how about uh so do you consider the Catholic Church to be a cult or does their size no, I, mean they're not cuz it that does have size. I mean they want money it's not their size but they're they're not secret right like Scientology is secret well Scientology No is no no that's not true there's a lot of aspects of the Catholic Church who have definitely we well, sing- have been fucking very secret well, very fucking secret uh, but not I'm not talking about like every organization is going to have stuff like No that no in not it. to that level not to that level. Not the shuffling around of the priests and not uh, the, well, the dead kids underneath the fucking churches. So clearly the Catholic Church, you know, has their share where, of secrets. Where are the, Residential schools. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we'll t- we can talk about that later. But anyway, the... Um, no, we just I, you can't say that the Catholic Church doesn't have its secrets. Well, I, just not, mean, not, I just mean that the... Definitely, they've definitely got systems in place. Yeah. For when something happens, sure. to shuffle enough things around that uh, that it's covered. But, but up. what I mean is that you don't pay, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to you know go through state through various levels. No, you pay ten percent of your salary of your uh, if you want to. You're not forced to. If but you, they 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 want you to. Sure, but they don't. They can't. They can't force you. No, no one can force. So you. then, and so you go through these levels, and then eventually you learn the actual truth of what you have been like paying to learn about all these Some things, right? cults are like that, sure. but not all cults are like that. But when you like walk that. into the Catholic Church, let's say, yeah. you know, their crazy ideas are right there for you to see. They're, they're, everyone knows about them. You know? we'd, like, we'd like your kids to start taking classes uh, and we would like them to every so often you know, have com- uh, communion. Yeah. You know, we want them to go to confession. We'd like them to tell their private secrets to a fellow in that box over there, yeah. And uh, if they don't, and tell them if they're not forgiven uh, with their sins, yeah. uh, that's a very bad thing. And they've got a study for this, and we would like, sure. you know, but that's all. We'd that's like all, you to study that's for all, commencement. It's and all front, right? It's all there in the in in the advertising. Like it's not. There's nothing hidden about that, right? Like everyone knows that you have to go to confessional if you're a Roman Catholic. Everyone knows okay. the story of Christ. Every, everyone knows all those things. There's not. It's not like learning about. Okay, well, what's the forum, uh, Hayden? 
Well, the firm isn't really religious in its outlook, right? Like it's not Scientology. I'd say would have like a religious element to it, where you have like the the you eventually learn the okay, story. Okay, the one of you've got the one right? example with Scientology, but Scientology is something created very recently, very recently, and uh, you know is definitely financial and all this kind of sure, stuff. Sure. But like in order to prove what you're saying or yeah. like, uh, to present your theory, yeah. give me another uh, example that isn't Scientology of a cult. That fits these struct the structure that you're talking about. Okay, how about the Moonies, the Unification Church? Okay, that's another example of. Were they secretive? Oh yeah, of course. You have to go through various levels in order to get get to the actual okay. thing that you're going to learn about. Right? Why do we and they know also, about the Moonies and like I, I mean as a kid because they I were knew. yeah because they were famous for people disappearing into the into the into the, the Mooney, into the church and not okay. be, not being able to be located, you know. They're probably like the originator of like the whole idea of having people having to be deprogrammed. Are they, sti- are they still around? around? They're still around, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, would be an, that would be another example of that. I think there are other examples as well uh, of things that have like religious elements to them, right. you know. I think that that group, I can't remember what they're called, but I kind of men- mentioned it, the, the one based around the... The people who thought they were going to go catch a comet. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, that was kind of the similar thing, right? It's sort of like a new age. Or you can go with like Jonestown, things like that. Sure, yeah. new Jonestown. Although Jonestown was more like a Christian church that went kind of crazy. You know, like the leader of a. So that one wasn't for money. No, that was, didn't fit. Oh, it, it was did. for power. Oh, yeah, yeah. And okay. That's why he panicked when when the FBI came to investigate. He panicked and and killed them. And once that happened, he knew it was all over. And then rather than go down himself, yeah. he took everyone with, with them, right? But, um, you know, it's kind of the same with David. I mean, that's the classic example. Sure. Or when da- you think cult. Or David Koresh. You think, you think yeah, taking it, taking it to a level, yeah. then everyone dies. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's sure. the one you're going to see. Because you've separated everyone. Like David Koresh was basically a Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. So there were like Seventh-day Adventists from British Columbia here who were part of the compound at, at, in Waco. And, you know, but, you know, I think that most people who were Seventh-day Adventists would sort of you know, kind of say, well, that's not, you know, he's sort of taking things that we believe in, but he took them to a different level, right? right? Like when he starts telling people that they have to start allowing their children to have sex with him, that's taking it to a different level, right? That's bringing in, yep. that's bringing the, your power onto people, right? Then you start to like manipulate how people view you and stuff like that. You start off as this person who has, a, you know, a particular understanding. And then you start to pretend that you have like a channel to God and mm-hmm. God is speaking through you. And these are the things you need to know. But you do these things gradually. So people over time begin to accept the craziness of it. it seems less crazy when it happens step by step rather sure. than all at once, you know. And that's why you can't tell the secrets right away. You have to slowly introduce them, right? You don't bring someone and say, oh, I'm having a great time. I'm going to have sex with your kids. That's not what you say when they walk in the door, right? You don't have that as your in your in your literature that's something that gets introduced right. over time same with nexium right you don't keith rainier doesn't talk about how the right. you know women are going to be part of some sort of sadomasochistic sex cult that's that's something that you slowly develop you know and when you if you show the weakness that take that that allows them to prey on that part of you and get you involved in that then you will become a part of that you know if a if a cult has the cult aspects and yet is positive for people is it still a cult? To I you? mean, that's yeah, that's that's a good question. That seems I mean, to that's be the Maria Bamford thing. Is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She realizes these have a purpose, yeah, but she recognizes the signs of a cult, mm-hmm. and it's like they use the tools, yeah, yeah. So heads up, and isn't that like to me? That's a good thing to do. It's just like be aware, sure, sure, of, uh, and don't go full into something. 
Because like as a, as someone with you know I don't even know if there is such a thing as an addictive personality, but as someone who is dealing with addiction, yeah, uh, it feels like you do want to go all in with the new thing and replace this thing with For the sure. other thing, yeah. and then things are going to be okay. But if the other thing, you know, is also you know to to an extreme, then you're probably not going to be able to maintain it, and that's going to fall apart. Yeah, well, I mean, I would be more. I mean, someone who is not has never been an addict has not had to suffer through that. I would be interested in someone who actually went through the twelve step sure. program and how they how they feel it worked for them and and whether they felt like they were in a cult or whether they felt like they were just in a some sort of organization that was trying to help people. It seems that you know when the twelve step program was invented a long time ago by Bill W. Was that his name? Yep. Um, that up to that point there wasn't much in the way of useful means of getting people to stop hurting themselves by by drinking you know mm-hmm. sure willpower could work if you had that kind of willpower you could you could do that you know but for some people that just was, is, wasn't an answer right you know like so in, in, in that time you know there's there's even like movie like i think there's a charlie chaplin one where he's like in a in a drying out clinic right could you know? be i think there is one i can't remember it's called the drying out clinic no i, <laughs> I don't know but you know the cure i think it's called the cure actually okay uh and you know so these were like places and i think people kind of knew that they weren't that great the idea of like putting someone in a straitjacket and just la- allowing them to have dts until it stopped well they were in a sanitarium yeah that's often. right yeah yeah but they were but they were for drying out that's yeah. that's the idea of them right and so they just you just couldn't yep. get access the cure is 1917 you just couldn't get access to to these uh to what was what you wanted and then you would you know hopefully it would get leave your system but the problem is, is you haven't cured the underlying problems that are you know because alcoholism isn't a isn't the disease it's the it's a symptom of the disease right it's a symptom of whatever whatever the ailment is that makes you need to obliterate yourself uh it's you know you need to take care of that and i think when bill w started alcoholics anonymous the this program that he kind of formulated i think through trial and error yeah you know that he and i think there was another guy that they kind of came together and, and created this this thing and recognized it's important for, to each other and we're like the first kind of mentors and stuff. Um, you know, obviously has value. I, I, I'm not sure. Like to me, yeah, to me, like it's hard. It's hard because when you hear a cult, you know, my mind does automatically go to like Manson, Mooney's, you know, all the kind of bad things that, of cultic, you know, of cultic behavior. Um, and, and even there, like Seventh-day Adventists would be a good example of like, or Mormons would be an example of cults that have become socially acceptable because they've sure. been around so long. I guess Christianity could go so maybe say like... the same thing. Um, they've been around so long that the the cultic or controlling elements of them have just we've just taken them in, uh, you know. And but I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, uh, let me just tell you something about the Cure. Sure. Which is yeah about Robert uh, Smith's band. The original version was uh, Chaplin. Yeah, who's uh, you know trying to dry out? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing his uh, up, his uh, tramp character. Okay, but uh, later on they altered the introduction. Yeah, uh, because uh, drunkenness was such a serious problem for the working class. Yeah, so they changed it. So he was an upper class fop. Okay, later on. Yeah, and they re-edited it, and so oh, inserted what, that into it. Okay, yeah. interesting. And because there was um, a gout was considered a disease of the rich. They yeah, have a character in there who's got gout. Okay, and yeah, so you yeah. Know, ah, look at this guy. He's been eating. We shouldn't feel sorry for him. <laughs> what with his gout and whatnot. And, and, yeah, there's a big from his Turkish, life of excess and... Turkish bath scene. And yes, I've, I have seen it. It's a very good film. Yeah, of course it's Chaplin, but. Uh, 
Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'll have to read the. I mean, I listened to the interview with her, and I, I that was my one thing I disagreed with her on. I mean, you know, she's always entertaining, of course, but and she'd be very open to hearing you uh, tell her she's wrong. <laughs> Everyone, she w- she everyone is. Everyone is. No, so, uh, she she is. She's very love open. to hear that. She's fine with it. She's <laughs> she likes uh, she likes being proven wrong, and she likes uh, that's that's an interesting thing. And she likes new information, mm. and then she likes to present that new information to other people. Now she said that's the 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 best thing in the world is when you've just learned something, and then someone else is wrong in the same way you were wrong <laughs> seconds ago, and you get to show them that they're wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not what it's called nowadays. Nowadays, it's called a da 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 da. Shame on you for doing what I did seconds ago. (laughs) Sounds like Twitter. I mean, formerly known as X. Wait, that's the wrong way. Yeah. X, formerly known as Twitter. One of her 12 step groups is a. It's a spending anonymous or whatever. And, yes, yes. And yeah. she's saying it was interesting because it's such a upper class problem. I think it's shoppers and uh, shopaholics anonymous, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, you know, it's about control, controlling your finances. But mm. like, then like p- poor people would show up and they'd be like, "Oh, we gotta get these poor people out of here." Oh, really? Because that's not what this is about. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's 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 about you know we have. You know, we're you have to be on a certain level for this to be an issue. No, no. And then, no, no, I know, but <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it really was about. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so they just want like financial advice, basically. Uh, Free financial advice. Not they, the poor people, I mean the rich su- people. They want support from other people, but if, you, if you're if you calling up someone who's broke and you're a millionaire yeah. and just going, I want to buy this car, but I know it's not right. Oh, I'm having a hard time getting food this week. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I got this loose money lying around. <laughs> and it's like that's not going to be a good sponsor for you. I guess that makes some sense. I suppose it's there is there's a, a, there's there's a disparity class, there. Yeah. Class differences. Or yeah. Yeah. Fiscal class differences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The money class is a lot different than than the class I live in. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm reading that book. Third that's grade. pretty good. That's yeah, sounds good. And I finished reading the uh, the Henry Sugar and uh, all those other stories. Okay. And I really enjoyed those. Nice. And yeah. Probably so my you're f- on a reading kick. I am on a reading kick. Probably my favorite though book I have read this year is the Julia Wirtz, uh One Impossible People. I still I should have looked for that one when I was there. I forgot to. Silly Dave. Well, you know, Lucky's will be there tomorrow. Okay. And the day after. Again, I'm happy to lend you to you. It's no, upstairs. it's fine. I want to own it. It's right up there. I have all the rest of her books. Upstairs. I have all the rest. There we go. I did. I did lend also another one of her books to a, fr- a friend, and I got to get that one back. And it's uh, that's the one where it's just kind of going around New York and looking at stuff. Oh yes, but yes. Impossible People. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, book so far this year. Wow. Yeah. You liked it more than Ducks. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Though Ducks was, it's a very good companion piece to Ducks. Mm, mm. I got to read Ducks. I have to find it first, though. Somewhere in our house, <laughs> got disappeared somehow. Right. I guess our house is a cult. It disappeared. The book. Just saying. It's lost in the system. Just saying. To bring in Harvey Keitel to deprogram. If you got it from Lucky's, it would be a lucky. Holy duck. smokes is what I was referencing there, everyone. Yep, very good. And we'll let that one sit, and then we'll go back to my joke. <laughs> if you bought it from Lucky's, it, yeah. it'd be a lucky ducks. Uh, and then you go like, oh, it's a fun thing to say. It's yeah, worth it buying it. It is. Also supporting local business. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the land of letters, if that's okay by sure. you. Sure. Right. Last week on the show, at least for us, it was last week. I don't know when you listened to the thing. Uh, what Peanuts character are you, we asked. Yes. And what's a skill you learned late in life? Okay. Those are things we uh, we asked. Yep. All right. Uh, we also, again, uh, talked about uh, Henry Sugar. Uh, and that's why Marcus Harwell brings huh? it up. Yes. Uh, I received Henry Sugar, awkwardly acronymed TWH. 
S O H S A S M, Husum, in hardcover as a Christmas or birthday gift in 79. I think the title uh, story was a standout, of course, but equally vivid were The Swan, so good, and The Hitchhiker, also very good. One of my favorite short stories uh, of all time. It was adapted into an episode of Tales of the Unexpected, but that was unex- uh, disappointingly altered. Hmm. In addition to uh, ginning up the antagonism between the driver and hitcher, the latter steals the former's car in a grating case of putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> the original twist is plenty satisfying, hmm. uh, in my opinion. And I hesitate uh, to try and be Joe Cool, but Snoopy is probably me as his Peanuts character. <laughs> Not really a loner. But fine with being alone, creative, but not particularly accomplished, perpetually curious and distracted by fantasies and interests. Side note, uh, Vince uh, Guardi Guardi. Guardi, uh, himself wrote and sang the lyrics to Joe Cool and Little Birdie. Nice. And that sent me to listen to both of those songs. Mm. And both those songs are really good songs. I know. He was so good. It's so unfortunate that he passed away early. Cause, I mean, uh, Linus and Lucy is is so amazing. It's so great. Like, they even use it in the Thanksgiving Peanuts. Yes. Why not? I did watch that. I've not watched the All-Star one yet. Little birdie, why are you flying upside down? (laughs) A series of strips with uh, Woodstock where he's flying upside down. Of course, I remembered Vince Guaraldi's name while I was driving home after the show last week. Because I couldn't remember. It didn't pop into my head. Oh, okay. I I hope things will pop into my head when I'm talking, but it failed to do so. Louise. Louise. Uh, Writes us. Oh, by the way, thank you. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, Louise writes and says, I guess I'm a mix of Linus and Lucy. Uh, equal part security blanket needing intellectual and crabby fuss budget. Later in life, I learned how to decorate cookies using the flooding method and how to sculpt figurines for cakes out of fondant. Uh, that's really leveled up my baking game. I didn't know what flooding was and I looked it up and now I can flood a cookie. What is it? Flooding is uh, you, so as you get a round cookie, you yep. draw a circle uh, inside the cookie with like your frosting yep. and then you do lines back and forth. And that uh, until you fill it up. Oh. And that is flooding uh, flooding your uh, cookie. Okay. Strange choice of terms. Tell me if I'm, uh, tell me if I'm wrong on that, Louise. Did yeah. I get this wrong? Did he, okay. did he find it correctly? I'm hopefully going to one point uh, meet uh, this baker uh, friend of mine. I want to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, what was that? What was that about Krabby Fuss Budget? There was something about the Lions and Lucy thing that I wanted to bring up and it is gone out of my head. Okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Edward Dragansky writes, Ed, hey, I have no idea how to play the piano, but I think I'd have to be somewhere near Schroeder since he's artistically inclined. Yep. Uh, were any of the uh, Peanuts visual artists uh, this way, uh, this way, this last month, the way this last month has gone, you'd think I was Charlie Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope uh, oh. things snoopy it up for you very, very soon. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think yeah. like if someone drew on the walls or anything like that. Was yeah. anyone an artist? I don't think so. Yeah. Which is weird, isn't it? Because Charles Schultz was an artist. Would anyone draw on the back of Charlie Brown's head? I feel like that happened. Yeah, Schultz did. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So regular on the Saturday, the Saturday page to have a have a kind of iconic thing with Charlie Brown with something on the back of his head. Oh, here's what my question would be. Okay, great pumpkin cult. No cult. He doesn't want money, yeah. but he's dragging Sally it's to the very, to the pumpkin patch. It's a cult. Yep. All right. It's a very not a very well run cult, but it's a cult. Uh, Peter Ayers. Peter Hello. Ayers. Hello, dear fellows. 
Uh, good to be making a long overdue return to the yes, pale green so pages long. of Sneaky Dragon <laughs> with a bunch of waffle and an overlong word or two for Ian to wrap his tongue around. Oh, my poor, my poor tongue. Uh, really enjoyed this week's discussion on Obscure Peanuts characters, which took me back to a dusty book uh, lined corridor at my great aunt's house where I slowly worked through their uh, Peanuts paperbacks. The nice. ones where the strip had to be chopped up to read in portrait format. Yes. Yes. We all remember those. I remember uh, which other strips work as well in collection as in strip form. Uh, the cumulative effect of reading a bunch of peanuts in one sitting is a deep and melancholy pleasure. Of course, I'm Charlie Brown. Aren't we all? Uh, I would say the books that I liked, uh, and the, again, it's my dad got me them from the airport. Yeah. Uh, BC. Because you have like a lot of riffs, like yeah, long riffs. Love BC. Uh, Wizard of Id. Wizard of Id is also good. Like this one less. Okay. Croc. Croc. I do have a little bit of Croc. I all of these books, I have like an extensive paperback collection. I of, think I got a Hagar the Horrible all. as well. I like that. A lot of Hagar, but didn't have that. Didn't have theme weeks, whereas the others all had like you know uh, it would start with something and then through the whole it's week funny. they deal with it. Mary loved uh, Beetle Bailey. Okay. And she loved uh, Hagar. Those oh. are two that she really liked to read. Like uh, uh, she would read my paperbacks, obviously. Both in the uh, Dick Browniverse. Yeah, she didn't have my. I guess she didn't have my my disposition where I liked the sort of melancholy of uh, peanuts. Because peanuts always is always like reflect so well the sadness of childhood. Would she like a High and Lois? I don't think she was into High and Lois, but I did have High and Lois there. It's also in the. Uh, I did have High and Lois verse. Uh, all right, uh, Peter Ayers uh, writes. Obviously, I failed to get that one in under the wire, but to continue that thought anyway and answer the question you didn't ask. You did get it in under the wire. That's very good. Obviously. If you had asked which Muppet I was, oh. I would previously have said Scooter for his combination of wide-eyed enthusiasm and glasses. Then last year, my three-year-old, who was yet to be indoctrinated into the world of the Muppets, picked up a Muppet Lego piece and said, looks like daddy, daddy. Reader, I have reached the age where I am... Professor Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> there comes a time in every young man's life when he realizes he's more Doc Brown than Marty. That's and great. this was my time. I read that uh, read that comment to Lisa this morning, and she also had a hearty laugh. This is one of those uh, situations where you uh, go, hey, I wonder how old Doc Brown was in that Back to the Future. You know, that crazy old man. Uh, l- look it up and then feel sad. Because he's younger than us? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure much considerably. Yeah. Um, I was those... going to say one thing before uh, before we head. Well, let's do the question, sir. Let's do the okay. Questions. But let me do this first and okay. say I was reading a New Yorker article about Fraser and the things that uh, uh, millennials uh, will upset millennials about Fraser. Or why Fraser okay. is a millennial? Yeah. And you know, I was like, he's a foodie and you know, he lives with his uh, dad yeah. and all this other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, and it kept through the whole thing going. Number five is going to make you sad. Number five is going to make you sad. Okay. Stop reading now. And it was, uh, he's the same age as you. Because Fraser is in his uh, late 30s in the uh, when Fraser starts. Oh, okay. And uh, he was like in his early 30s when he was in Cheers. And he is like the quintessential adult, like a solid adult is Fraser. And it's like, yeah, he's millennial age. He's your age, millennials. Oh, I see. Like if you watch the original series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now he's not. He's aged up. He's aged up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Questions? Yeah, we had uh, one question. I have a question. Oh, which is like, do uh, flashbacks take you? you, What's your feeling on flashbacks? (laughs) Mm. Cheap gimmick? 
or necessary evil. Necessary evil. Sure. <laughs> uh, mine is: Have you ever been a member of a cult or felt like you were in a cult-like experience? Yeah, cult or, cult or escaped like a cult-like experience. Not not ran away from a a camp, obviously, but if you uh, if, if you yeah. like had a near miss and feel like, oh, that was lucky that I did not get involved with that situation. Um, and I just want to. I don't know if if you watched the new episode of Loki this year. Uh, season been, two there's been two yeah i have only seen the first oh let me tell you what happens in the second one <laughs> but uh, what i thought was really interesting was uh because i mentioned a little while ago a film i loved called the endless which was directed by directed and starring written directed and starring two guys who make all their movies together um benson and moorhead aaron benson and justin sorry justin and agnes moorhead justin moorhead and aaron benson and they uh made several movies all you know, kind of sci-fi or conceptual films. The Endless is about two guys who, curiously, uh, have escaped a, a UFO cult. Oh. And then the one brother feels, who's younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And, and I know and what they you're kind of end back in the I haven't situation. seen it, but I've seen the trailer. They directed the first episode of Loki this, this uh, oh, nice season. One. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I saw their names on the credits and I was like, whoa, good for them. Uh, I mean... I, it's kind of a double-edged sword, of course. You're like, good for them making some decent money directing Disney stuff. At the same time, shit, they're not going to be making any more The Endlesses or Synchronic. or well, maybe they will. Or um, The Distant Wood last last year. Something about The Ground. I can't remember what it's called now, but I haven't seen that one. I, I can rent it on YouTube. Which I, I think uh, Taika Waititi is... Uh kind of paved the groundwork for that, which is do a Marvel, do an indie. Do yeah, a Marvel, yeah. do an indie. You know, he's got... Uh, is he the director of uh, The Next Goal Wins? That one, the soccer one? Yep. Yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, and then he'll go back and he'll do like something marvelly. He'll do like, a Thor 7. Maybe not. He didn't seem to be too thrilled about doing the last one. So okay. we'll see. We'll see what he what he wants to do next. But yes, uh, that's true. But I was pleased to see them anyway because I feel like they've uh, put in the put in the uh, the years doing uh, the indie thing. So it's nice that they can get a get a house out of this whole deal, hopefully. So. That's good for them. Yeah, and it's a good it's a good cast. And it was a good episode uh, too, the first episode. Uh huh. And same with the this one. There's a lot of time where people like sit and just have a good conversation, and you just feel like at one at one point they need to just stop and just go. We're both good actors, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is really good acting. Look at this acting. Yeah. I know, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty so who are you good. saying are good actors? Um, Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I've got his name written by Louise. In uh, in uh, pictographs, uh, the fellow who played Data and Short Round, who just won an Oscar, who's playing Oro 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 something. Yeah, yeah. He's also like really delivering like little. Nice yeah, he was really things. good. Yeah, he was really good in the in the first the first one as well. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that this uh, show about like time time problems and stuff like that is right right up their alleyway because the endless. It's all about time jumps. The uh, resolution is about the similar situation where they're caught in a time loop. Yeah. And then synchronic is also a, a time traveling kind of situation. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's and, right. small th- and I'm, damn, I'm forgetting her name. But she's a comedian who's disabled, who was in... Um, she was also in the... The, the, the Witcher? What's that? Is she in The Witcher? I don't know if she's in The Witcher because I haven't seen The Witcher. Okay. Uh, but she was in Good Omens, the, the, didn't see the, the, didn't the see most Good recent Omens. redo. Okay. And she was in this one as one of the council. Okay. Um, I know. Yeah, she is in The Witcher. Yes. Yeah. She's, she plays a, a, she's a stand-up comic. Is she really? Yeah. She, and oh. it's just nice having like her in things. Yeah. And it just, it has, it's got this English vibe that That's I like. It. Which is, yeah, which is like, 
Hey, you know, there's disabled people yeah, like yeah. in the afterlife, and there's <laughs> disabled people, you know, in the in the future, and this timeless thing. That's that's the thing just, about yeah, that's the thing about like, British shows. Yeah, yeah, it's just like there you go, and, and not just her. No, no, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's something you don't think about because you know you don't think about it. Uh, but then when you see it, you go like, oh shit, why don't we have more of this? And yeah, yeah. it bugs me in Canada that we don't have more of this. Where I'm like, okay, I can kind of get America. They're gonna go because uh, they're slow to move. <laughs> yes, but like, yeah. fuck, we should be all over. We should this. be doing this. this yeah, this is dumb. for sure. Yeah, because I was watching one one mis- like Lisa Lowe's mystery shows. We were watching one mystery show. I think Chelsea Detective. It was called something like that. He's a detective in Chelsea, uh, and the. The, Dude, uh, I like the title. It's a real horse mystery. <laughs> the medical very clear. The medical examiner is played by a deaf woman, mm-hmm. which I thought that's great. Why not incorporate this person into the show? And then um, we were watching another show, uh, Vera, and they had a little person in an episode, and they've had they had a person in a wheelchair in another episode, uh, and so th- that's you know that's great. And what's but funny about it though is the first the first one the murderer was the murderer was a gay guy. The second one, the murderer was a lesbian, and the little person was a, defrauded someone and stole money from them. I thought, well, they're really being they're really being maybe too too equal here. Yeah. Like, was this Ian Fleming? Not only not only can uh, people be gay in this world, but they also gay people can also be criminals. So I guess that's also pretty honest, I suppose. That yeah, you're allowing, but it seems like two in a row is too 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 many. That you should maybe space it out a little bit. If you want to have a lesbian murder someone, do it later on in the series of shows, not on the second episode when you just had a gay guy murder someone. This sounds like a very odd Sid Field book. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Right. It's just like, all right, here's how we pace, pace it out. Pace out your, your yeah, diversity. Your, your same-sex murderers. Yeah, yeah. No, right. but the nice thing, yeah, in England, definitely, whenever I see shows that are comedy shows mm. and they got a panel, you know, it's just like, oh, this is just casually more diverse then you know anything you're going to see like in America yeah, yeah, on yeah. you know comics unleashed with Byron Allen for sure mm. and we don't have a lot of shows in Canada but mm, you know let's uh, let's learn from this why don't we oh cuz the government cuts the government won't give the budget budget to anyone i've had enough of your trudeau bashing <laughs> i don't care it's all fine you know the government was there was the government who canceled friendly giant the Mulroney government <laughs> i learned that i was watching i watched the mr dress up uh, documentary this week. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it as well. Let me okay. just say this about that. Yeah, is uh, my childhood, as you know, yeah. was haunted mm. by the moon from the Friendly Giant, which okay. I would see at the end of my bed, smiling at me okay. most nights. All right, terrifying. So if the Mulroney go- if the Mulroney government <laughs> got rid of my nightmare, uh, good stuff. Oh, also, love, I'm I sorry. I don't know if my tax should be going to cats playing jazz. Why not? Because there's humans that play jazz that uh, need that money. Yeah, yeah. And you're giving it to pussycats. That's fine. You asked for a more diverse cast, and look at that. You just sort of really went back to a bunch of white bunch humans, of pussies. A bunch of humans playing, playing jazz. jazz. <laughs> yeah, I want humans playing jazz. That's right. Also, the giraffe uh, physiology makes yeah. no sense. And I do love that Miles Davis album, Jazz for Pussies. Yep. Excellent. Try drawing. All right. Try drawing that giraffe and go like, where's his body? Okay, look at his neck. Look at his proportions. You know where the ground is. Where the how's his body work? Makes no sense at all. It's nonsense. <laughs> oh, I just love crazy that show. cock in a bag that's there, that just like ah, so no, keeps this chicken in a bag. You had chickens for quite a few years. 
Uh, yeah. Imagine if you kept him on a bag hanging on your wall, you'd be a maniac. You'd go to jail, <laughs> and rightfully so. Just for the, if they that like, bag is just full of shit. If they like to full of shit, and he never changes it. Well, you don't know that. I do. You were really anti-friendly giant. Mm. It was jazz. It was, was anti-jazz. Oh, yeah, okay. I love that show. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, with the dancing giraffe. <laughs> Giraffe. You know why the the giraffe danced is because the guy, the same person was working the the uh, rooster, so it, yeah. was, it was hard to, hard to coordinate. Yeah, <laughs> one guy was working the cock in the bag, and the other one had his hand up the giraffe. Yeah, I so understand how it works. When it was one, they couldn't afford more than one puppeter on any of the on any of those shows. shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you seen any of those sets, by the way? Not in person. Go to, or at least you could. Uh, in Toronto, they had the sets out on display. That's awesome. Yeah, it's weird to see. It's like, oh, it would be like if you ever walked on the, and I would love to one day, walk on the Sesame Street set. Mm. That'd be something. Yeah. Just like, geez, right there. Did, did you know, I didn't know this. I knew that Mr. Rogers had a connection to Mr. Dress Up. Yeah. But I did not realize that Mr. Rogers, the TV show started in Canada. I didn't know that until you told me that. Yeah. Butternut Square? Was no, no, no. It was called Mr. Rogers. Well, where did Butternut Square come in? That was uh, after he left. Okay. When Mr. Rogers decided he wanted to return back, uh, go to, back to Pittsburgh, whatever, he went yeah. back to Pittsburgh and, started, and he took the Mr. Rogers show with him back down there. But the original set, like the land of make-believe and the trolley and all that stuff was all built here in Canada. Oh, neat. For the Mr. Rogers show. I think it was on for two years. And then he decided he wanted to go back down to the States. And so then he recommended, and Ernie Coombs was, Mr. Dressup was a puppeteer on the Mr. Rogers show. Oh. And so he recommended him because he was also, a, they were friends in America and they come up together. When uh, when Fred Rogers was offered the opportunity to start a children's show in Canada, and then uh, he recommended Mr. Dressup, and so Mr. Dressup was a character on Butternut Square. And the reason the Butternut Square was cancelled was because they started This Hour Has Seven Days, mm-hmm. and they needed the set, so they took the set away from Butternut Square, and so that was the end of that. And then later on, when they were doing uh, trying to come up with a sketch show. They created uh, This Hour is 22 Minutes as a uh, reference to that show. Yes. And because of that, uh, David and my sketch show got pulled <laughs> that was going to get done. So, Let's blame if Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers hadn't... Yeah, that's yeah. right. Those dominoes fell. And the weird thing about it, Mr. Rogers, was the original show was called... It spelled the Rogers was put together. The two R's were put together into one R. Okay. So it was a one-word title with Mr. Like, Rogers. Like uh, in Twin Peaks, the double R, uh, the double R restaurant. It's got its R's together as well. But but it was spelled M-I-S-T-E-R-O-G-E-R-S. Oh, that's no good. That's weird. That's confusing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, called. to be fair, Mr. Rogers wasn't trying to teach you how to read. No, he wasn't. Not that wasn't his bag. It wasn't his bag at all. But anyway, it's well worth watching the, uh, even though I spoiled it a little bit there, but there's lots of great pictures and... and uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, Mr. no, sorry, Mr. Dressup documentary on Amazon Prime. Prime yeah Amazon Prime. Prime okay here in Canada anyway I doubt it's available anywhere else because nowhere else would care only people of our generation who grew up watching Mr. Dress Up or preceding gener- uh, generations after us who also happened to grow up watching him I mentioned uh, I mentioned your joke about that theme to Lisa what was it that it was a cat on yeah the it was a cat on a piano <laughs> I love that idea <laughs> that all the uh, all the theme songs for uh, CBC were written by a cat on a piano <laughs> Yep. That's good. Anyone who wants to write to us can do so in the following way. You can go to our website. It's called SneakyDragon.com. We have message boards where you can leave messages to us or to each other. Uh, you also can go to Facebook where we have a Facebook page called Sneaky Dragon. We are on X, formerly Twitter, as Sneaky underscore Dragon. And we are on a little thing we like to call Tumblr. 
Just we, us. No one else. Wheel, uh, we're the only ones. The only ones, yep. And then also... Everyone else calls it threads. <laughs> go to Patreon, where we are very patronizing. Uh, that's it, everyone. For this week, we will join you again in a week's time, where you will hear such hilarious things as... Hey, my pants are on fire. Oh, that's too big an elephant. Hey, I'm in a cult. (laughs) And much, much more. Suck it to me.